Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 136 of Thirst and Goal. I am Franny. Across the for me is Ben. And we are a show about NFL football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer review. Subscribe and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert like us. Subscribe at our website, thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com. And Ben is still on his high <laughs> after the Pittsburgh Steelers the Hall of Fame game. in the Hall of Fame game. Defeated the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. No touchdowns on the board, but also no starters on the field. But, you know, Mason Rudolph looked terrible as, as usual. usual. Yep. Dwayne Haskins didn't look as terrible as we expected. So definitely a plus. Get the win. No injuries, even thrown, at the backups. I would have thrown Roethlisberger in there yeah, exactly. for a couple of snaps. <laughs> exactly. No chance he's seeing the field in the preseason yeah. this year. Well, Thank eventually. Goodness. Eventually, they'll play that game, and he's going to get a gold jacket. Exactly. I hope so. I hope oh, so. With come three, on. Roethlisberger three. will definitely get a gold jacket. Yeah. Congratulations to Peyton Manning, Troy Palomalu, yeah. and the other Do you think Troy Palomalu deserves it? He deserved it a long <laughs> time ago. Long time ago. Yeah, he's, uh, he was funny. a badass. How was your week this week? Uh, it was a good week, Ben. It was a really good week. I mean, uh, you know, next week I have a short week. I'm going to take a few days off. Uh, so that's going to be nice. I haven't taken, it's going to be about seven days off. And I haven't taken that many days off in just about two years. And I'm just going to do nothing. I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to do nothing and relax and not think about work uh, because it's been a long time. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Same, same. Well, I'm going to take uh, a week or two off, hopefully, hopefully, uh, in a couple weeks from now. Not a bad week. Things are getting back to normal uh, on the work front, which is a good thing. And, you know, just a nice week all around. Decent weather at the end of the week. Wasn't too crazy hot. Yeah. The Olympics, 95. Were, the Olympics were yeah. awesome. Well, for where we live, I'll take 95 this time of year. As long as there's not a one and a zero or a one and a one in yeah. front of the uh, the the temperature, I am happy. Uh, Friday, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, tonight, Ben, actually, I finally... Finally finished it's about off time. the Rotten Hammers straight rye whiskey. And now I'm moving on to the Elijah Craig bourbon. Last week I had the rye. The rye was excellent. We got a full bottle of that still, a pretty full bottle of that still. And eventually I'll move on to that. But I'm going to finish off this delicious bottle of moderately priced <laughs> bourbon. Moderately no, priced. It is, I mean, Elijah Craig is really good for the price. I mean, you know, oh, if, if absolutely. anybody out there is looking for a bourbon and you haven't had this for some reason, then definitely Elijah Craig. Mixed with anything, a little bit of, I have, I have Coke and a little bit of club soda, soda. I mean, you can drink it straight on the rocks alone. It's a nice, solid bourbon for the price. Uh, but Ben, what are you drinking? I am, oh, I'm almost done, actually. I got about maybe one or two shows left in that Ford's London Dry Gin, a beautiful summer gin that doesn't have too many spices or botanicals, but it's a nice, crisp, clean gin. It's actually a really nice hot weather, warm weather gin, and I can't wait to finish that off and move on to another. Friday, what? Are we going to talk about tonight? Uh, tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news as usual. We also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We have Ben's feel-good stories. Just a few more weeks of the Ben's feel-good stories. Then on to actual games. Exactly. because we have And a lot I have to an Olympic feel-good story Ooh, this week. Oh, you, thank, thank you, Ben. Thank Finally, you. I found one. It, it wasn't that. easy. The listeners out and there. And it's apropos someone's <laughs> Olympic retirement tonight. And we also have our Thirst and Goal Stat of the Week, our tag Stat of the Week. We also have 
my Olympics update. I'm not sure what, exactly what I'm going to update, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll update you on something. I'm sure we have the medal count and all that. I mean, today is the last day of the Olympics, yeah, and it's kind of sad. Very sad. I mean, I really enjoyed these games. I mean, a lot of people didn't tune in, it seems, when you look at the ratings, uh, but it was a really good Olympics, a lot of good you know, stories and, and a lot of good moments. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't watch, you missed out. Mm-hmm. And we also have... My shot of the week, Ben, and it is in honor of another Steelers victory. <laughs> Finally, and every been time, every time the Steelers win, we're gonna take a spicy shot. And we we've been doing this now for uh, oh, it started last season, and uh, it was on that hot streak that the Steelers were on before they went on that really cold, freezing streak yeah, where they couldn't exactly. beat anybody. Uh, but every time the Steelers win, we will take a a, a spicy. Shot. I might run out of run out of ideas this this season because they might go. It is 17. actually twenty shots in a row. They That's might, a lot of yeah, shots know, in a row. Yeah. Seventeen and zero during the season plus the playoffs. Man, I'm gonna have to really come up. I'm gonna have to do my research. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And we also have our beverage of the week. We were supposed to do the Kalila. <laughs> exactly. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it. Um, but I I forgot it. Uh, it's at my place, and I completely forgot it, Ben. But we're gonna we still have the Bell Mead, which we were gonna yeah. uh, try the following week. But we have the Bell Mead Sour Mash Whiskey Straight Bourbon, and we also have our beer of the night, also in honor of the Tokyo Olympics from Japan. We have the Orion uh, Okinawa's. Well, it's not from Tokyo, but it's from Okinawa. Okinawa's craft, the draft. Yeah. That's what it's called. Imported from Okinawa, Japan. So, you know, actually, I, I've, I've never been a big fan of Japanese beers. Um, I hope I, there's a little dry. I'm not sure yeah, what it is. I they mean, are a little dry. I hope this one's Korean good. beers I mean, guy, are much more crisp. The guy that, uh, you know, that, that was uh, checking me out at the counter, when he, he saw the Orion, he's like, have you ever tried this before? I'm like, no. And he's like, you know, it's actually pretty good. And so I'm hoping that it is pretty good. I have no doubt I've, that it will be. I've, I have no idea how it tastes like, but I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> it's pretty good. And uh, and we have the housekeeping to finish up the show, Ben. All right, Friday, what's first up on the big board? First up, Ben, we have NFL news. Can you believe it? Finally, some big breaking NFL news this week. The Buffalo Bills signed quarterback Josh Allen to a six-year extension. Fronty, what say you on bringing in Josh Allen? On a six-year, $258 million yeah. extension, $43 million a year, and a maximum value of $288 million, $48 million per year. Frane, what say you? Too soon? I, I think it's too soon. I think too we, soon. We, we talked about this a few weeks ago about you know signing him to a long-term contract, and uh, we were both kind of opposed to it, at least not this stage in Especially his career. Especially tying him up for eight years, potentially. Yeah. Because, I mean, his first three or so seasons in the league, he wasn't that great. I mean, he did struggle at times. His accuracy wasn't the greatest. This year, he really stepped it up. I mean, I was really impressed with the move, the jump that he made year over year. And he looked like a, you know, like a, uh, like one of the top quarterbacks in the league. But it kind of makes me nervous. It's like, are you going to get that Josh Allen or are you going to get the previous Josh Allen from the three years before that? Yeah, exactly. And so I, if, if I was the Bills, I would have held off just a little bit, see how this season plays out. Because he's still under contract, and he wasn't complaining. He wasn't, you know, doing the Dak Prescott thing, Aaron or Rodgers. the Aaron Rodgers thing, or the Russell Wilson thing. He wasn't making much noise. And if you're not making much noise as an organization, I would hold off until he starts blabbering. Yeah. So I would definitely have held off. But you know, good for Josh Allen. But it seems like a fairly good team deal as well. Oh yeah. Because a lot of the money is up front, and so it's not a huge hit on the cap. That's my understanding. But Ben, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, 2021, 16.5 million fully guaranteed at signing. 2021 salary, 
is going to be $920,000 fully guaranteed. 2021 roster bonus, $2.6 million. 2022 option bonus, $42.4 million. Fully guaranteed at signing. 2022 and 2023, a total of about 31, 31 and a half million fully guaranteed at signing. And it becomes in the 2024 million roster bonus of 6 million becomes fully guaranteed five days after signing. So I, I actually, I think maybe the bills are trying to get out in front of what they expect to be a significant increase in the salary cap next year mm-hmm. with revenues coming back in with full stadiums, full TV deals, Amazon in the mix, everyone else in the mix, trying to dump billions of dollars on the NFL, both in terms of revenue, revenue, for streaming services and TV services, as well as a bunch of new revenue com- or old revenue <laughs> coming back this year inside the stadiums. But, Franny, what do you think about that? It looks like uh, forty is going to be about forty-three to forty-eight million dollars. That's a lot per year. That's I know lot. this. I know it's going up. I know the salary cap is going up from whatever this year is one hundred ninety-one mm-hmm. million, give or take. But what do you think about that number? For yeah. an unproven quarterback. Yeah. I mean, and we talked about it also last week. Uh, you know, is he the kind of guy that can elevate your team? Is he the Aaron Rodgers guy, the Russell Wilson type of guy, the Tom Brady type of guy that can take you over the top without the pieces? I mean, you know, he has, once he got Stefan Diggs, his career, I mean, like his jump from one year to the next was huge. But is it because of Josh Allen or is it because of the talent that he's on the field with Cole Beasley? With I mean with with Diggs I mean both those guys have really good hands but if he had some other receivers on this team like let's say those guys move on they move to a different team is he still going to be the same Josh Allen that we saw this season is he really worth forty three million dollars a year it's just such I'm a not long sure about that contract yeah. I mean it goes all the way to twenty twenty eight I mean obviously you know there'll be very little salary cap hit when they get into those out years and you can potentially get out of the contract around looks like. It looks like about 2024 they could probably get out of this contract if they really wanted to. So it's about three, four years down the road. I like Josh Allen. I think he's got the arm talent. Obviously, he's got the leg talent, most obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, and given who the Bills are and their their fight to find a quarterback since Jim Kelly retired, probably a smart move for them. Not up there with the Russell Wilsons, not yet, or the or the Tom Brady's or the Aaron Rodgerses mm-hmm. and those other types of guys. There aren't very many of them around you know, that, that are available, but it does seem like a lot of money, $43 million a year. I mean, it seemed like it was necessary at this point. That's they could have held of off money. a little bit. Yeah. You know, just, just, he wasn't clamoring. I yeah. mean, maybe he was no. clamoring behind the scenes and being a classy guy and not clamoring out in front mm-hmm. of the media. Uh, but the bills are in, you know, we'll get to a story a little, little bit later about the bills and their stadium and their potential uh, new locations. Uh, yeah, stupid. But it's re- that's really stupid. But the NFL is going to do what the NFL is going to do. They're going to move the Raiders to Vegas. They're going to move the Colts. They're going to move the Rams. They're going to move whoever they got to move to make more money. But I, I mean, I like Josh Allen a lot. I just don't know whether he's got the goods to get this team over the hump uh. with, the, with the Kansas City Chiefs, with the Baltimore Ravens, with the Cleveland Browns, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. With the new look, Sandy L.A. Chargers, yeah. I can't I can't get out of my head. Sandy, I know, I know. But there are a lot of competitive teams, and the Colts potentially. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really Tennessee. good teams in the AFC. Tennessee. Eh. Oh come on, Ryan Tannehill. No, no. Yeah, but right, right, at least with Ryan Tannehill, it's not a huge contract, so they can actually put some nice pieces around him. They just haven't done it. I mean, obviously they're running back, but uh, you know they could definitely put some more receivers around that guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, saying they're actually about the same. I mean, Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill, I probably right now. I'd well, put I mean, them right about the same talent level. I'd say Josh Allen uh, surpassed uh, Tannehill. I mean, uh, Josh Allen is, is I mean, it, 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 the way he played last season, you know, the, his jump from one year to the next was really impressive. I did not expect that 
at all. But is that because of is that because of, of of his actual talent, or is that because of the talent that they did kind of put around him? Because th- that talent might not remain. Like let's say they it have won't. you know some uh, some second class receivers out there with him. Would he still be able to do the same thing if he doesn't have Stefan Diggs out there? Would he would he be able to do that? I don't know about that. And if they're smart, what they're going to do is they're going to continue to surround him with top level talent. At the wide receiver position, if they can afford, let's it. hope they continue to do that. But I mean, that was a—it's a pretty big contract. He but do wasn't these, clamoring. Do these, do these quarterbacks see what Tom Brady has done his entire career and taking smaller contracts, building a team around him, and finding success? Yeah, I mean, all these, all these, all these quarterbacks out here—you know, all the ones that signed huge deals—none of them have really done anything in the playoffs. Yeah, and and the Patriots, many, many, many years that Tom Brady was in New England, they had some really good receivers around him. You know. Randy Moss for a while. They had Wes Welker for a while. They have they had Julian Edelman for a while. They've and they've had other receivers that have come through that they've had great tight ends with Gronkowski and Hernandez and other guys. And if you look at that team that Brady's got on the field now, if you look at the tight ends and the receiving, you know, the receivers that he's got, it it's hard to fail. Uh the the one the one caveat or the one uh compromise I would give to to Aaron Rodgers is he has never had that receiving talent that that some of these other guys have had around him. It doesn't excuse his whining, uh, but he hasn't had the kind of talent around him that that some of these guys have had. Even Ben Roethlisberger's had really nice receiving. We got James Washington well, now. A lot of that complaining he wants to leave because he's not going to get any playing time. Yeah, well, a lot of that would, had to do with the draft, though, and not like not signing big name players. Actually, they get rid of some of their big name. We never sign receivers. Yeah, and so I mean, you know, he has a great receiving core right now. But is are the Bills going to be able to do the same thing and 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 bring? in these new guys, these big talents every gonna single year. You're going to have to draft year. better. You're gonna have, yeah, I mean, they do a decent, you know, a decent job drafting, but in, it's a long-term contract. Are they going to continue to be able to bring in these guys? I mean, you know, short-term, I see them finding some success, but long-term, not so sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the adage is, if you got your guy, lock him up. Looks like they have their guy, they're committed to him, they're not going to go out there and draft someone else. So you might as well lock him up on a team-friendly deal. Uh, you know, with the salary cap potentially going up by $20 million next year, $20 million potentially the year thereafter if, they, if the TV money really comes in. So it's probably smart to do it now, just like the, the deal with Patrick Mahomes that locked him up for 10 years. Uh, that team, that deal is going to look cheap somewhere else down the road. Uh, and that's the kind of thing that Aaron Rodgers still wants. I think he still wants like an eight-year contract uh, that will lock him up in Green Bay for the rest of his career. But but kudos to the Bills, you know, our adopted team here on the podcast. So we wish him nothing but success unless he plays the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Or the Eagles. All right, Franny. <laughs> are you ready to move on? I'm ready to move on, Ben. All right. Well, see if we can get the rhymes in effect this week. I got some pretty poor rhymes this week. This one's pretty good. Carson Wentz ponders while the Colts squander. <laughs> Close enough. Indianapolis Colts. Coach Frank Reich had said quarterback Carson Wentz will have surgery to remove a piece of broken bone and will miss 5 to 12 weeks, according to the Indianapolis Star. Reich said Wentz likely suffered a broken foot in high school without realizing it, and over the course of time, the piece of bone came loose during third. Yeah, that's what happened. Thursday's <laughs> practice... Ten came years. loose. It was just 10 years ago. 10 years ago, the, the bone's been jiggling around in Africa for a decade. Finally came loose. And finally, not in college, not during the time he was with the Eagles. It happened to be this year. Wentz could have left left it in his foot and attempted to manage the pain. Oh, yeah, Carson Wentz managed pain. To manage the pain, but the team wanted the most predictable outcome, according to Reich. David, Dr. Dr. David Porter of Methodist Sports Medicine will perform the surgery at 4 p.m. this past Monday, according to Reich. And by all accounts, the surgery was a success, but he's going to be out potentially 12, well, four, what does it say? Uh, 
Five, five to 12, 12 weeks. weeks. So knowing NFL players, knowing Carson Wentz, he'll, uh, be, out, he'll be out 12 hey, weeks. Carson Wentz is a strong guy. Car- Carson Wentz does He's take a pounding. He's physically strong. He's, he does take a pounding, and it, you know it doesn't help that I the take Eagles. A pounding. He does, I mean, come on. He's. I think he was sacked more than any other uh, quarterback last season, and it, it was. It, and it was a recurring theme season yes. after season because the offensive line. I mean, nobody could stay healthy. Not only the offensive line, but nobody could stay healthy. Um, so I mean, he he he's definitely a strong. He has strong will. <laughs> yeah, he has yeah. strong will. <laughs> but, uh, you know, dealing with a broken foot, I mean, if you've broken anything in your life, you know that even a small break could could be very painful. Um, oh, for sure. But, uh, you know, five to 12 weeks is actually better than I expected. You know, I mean, that's actually well, 12 not, weeks puts you into, like, I November. Mean, that, I mean, okay, yeah, that, that is true, but I thought he'd be out the entire season. At least you know, maybe he can come back and see what, see what they have in him. You know, maybe they can move on from him uh, potentially as well once they see him take the field and they see him struggle. You know, I mean, but you want to see what you can get from well, Carson you, Wentz. Are you assuming that he's going to struggle? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he struggled. Frank, Frank, I mean, all of their, like, separate study mm-hmm. sessions and all their dinners together and, you know, family time around the fire in, yeah. the, in Frank Reich's basement, that's not going to do it? Uh, no. I, <laughs> I mean, just just seeing what Carson Wentz did this year, I don't... I don't Watch him come has, back and take him to the championship He game. has a broken bone in his brain <laughs> right now. I think it has more to do with what's between the ears <laughs> than, you know, his physical brain. abilities. Because he does have the physical... We've seen Carson Wentz do some great things on the football field, but I think it's a confidence thing more than anything else. I mean, this obviously is a physical injury, but uh, I, I, even if he was healthy... I would have expected him to struggle this season because I think he just tries to do too much. He's trying to prove himself so much, and he's not relying on his actual talent. He's just, uh, he just it, like it, it's it's like, you know, when, when you're trying to impress when you, when you try to impress somebody too much, you're not really showing your real self, and that's exactly what he's doing right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you mentioned before the show, Friday, that Philip Rivers is putting feelers yeah, out there yeah. that he might be willing to come back and play football. And obviously, if he were going to come back, it would be to the team that's most familiar with him that isn't the Los Angeles Chargers, and that would be the Colts. <laughs> uh, do you think there's Chargers? any chance that Rivers will come back? If uh, Wentz you know, know, if, can't play you know, week four, week five, he comes back, mm-hmm. aggravates that or another injury. Yeah, most likely. You know, some other injury that he's apt to have. Mm-hmm. Do you think Phillip Rivers will come back? I mean, he played well for them last season. So, I mean, if if they could get him back, you know, why not? Just give it a shot and, you know, even, even you know, part-time, like mop-up duty, that sort of thing. Until Carson once gets back, you know, I think they'd find a lot more success than what they have currently with Eason. You know, he's, Eason. He, he's, he's, he's well, he's, he's, he's unknown. I mean, you just never get know what Blaine to expect. Gabbard out there. Yeah, no, but I mean, well, you just never know what to expect. I mean, maybe Eason really lights things up. You just never know. Um, you know, Frank Reich is a great coach and, um, you know, uh, but... I'm not. I'm not sure if if like he's actually really willing to come back, or is it just you know, Philip Rivers just doing talking. what he does. Yeah, but he, I mean, they will have the salary cap room as they always do because yeah. you know Jim Mercer likes to put the yeah. money in his pocket. Or what pocket. do you think about Foles coming back? Uh, I mean, do you think Foles? I think the salary a, cap. I, I just think that. I mean, if you bring could it be Foles a reliable back, option? Is he a reliable option? I well, mean, he maybe was with for the Eagles. Maybe for <laughs> Frank Reich. It worked once. It worked once, but he was so bad with. But then again, anybody would have been bad with the Bears. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't feel bad for quarterbacks often because of the mm-hmm. – even Nick Foles makes way too much money given the contract. I think it was the Jags that gave him that like contract. 86, 80, it was $86 million or something. But no one could have been successful with that mm-hmm. offensive line. He – it could not have been a worse game plan by Matt Nagy for Nick Foles when he ran him out there as a starter. And even when he backed up and he, and he replaced uh, – what the fuck? Uh, Mitchell Trubisky when he replaced him. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, he was What's on his back within – 
you know, a second and a half, two seconds mm-hmm. of the snap. It was a terrible game plan, terrible play calling for Nick Foles. He needs time in the pocket to survey the field. He needs to run more RPOs. And the Bears just didn't do anything that was in Nick Foles' wheelhouse. Yeah. So I think he could have some success. But then you got Wentz's salary and Nick Foles' salary. And if Nick Foles flames out, then you're looking potentially at picking up a third quarterback somewhere mm-hmm. down the road. I mean, if it were me, I would I would make the trade for Foles, much like, you know, Rodgers forced a trade for uh what's his name there? Uh Randall Cobb. I would mm-hmm. make the trade for Foles rather than rather than entertaining Philip Rivers, another year older, you know you're going to flame out eventually. You're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs or second round. But at least with Nick Foles, Wright could potentially catch some magic there, but it's also a cheaper option. Mm-hmm. But you think uh, if you were going to bet today, mm-hmm. your brand new condominium, would you bet that Carson Wentz finishes the season and the and the uh, Eagles pick up a first round draft pick, or would you would you bet that the that Carson Wentz plays less than say? 75%? 75% of the games. Well, well he's definitely not going to play 75 I mean, if, if he comes back in three months, uh, that's going to be less than 75% right there. And, I, you know, this is a 5- to 12-week injury. I don't see him coming back in five weeks. I see a more longer-term uh, road to recovery for him. I would say closer to <laughs> closer to 12 weeks. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I, I'm sure he really wants to get on the field and try to prove himself. Um, but uh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Eagles, you know, that pick. I, I, no, obviously, they've, 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 they've already won. <laughs> The trade, you know, because you have an injured quarterback right now. I mean, who knows if this would have happened with the Eagles? Eventually, would have got injured, most likely. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening, you know. And, and the Eagles keeping that first round pick. Yeah, it would be nice if the Eagles could pick up a first round pick, though. Yeah, it would be nice for sure. But they would do nothing with it. Well, that's true. You know, that's they could true. use it. They could use it for the Watson trade. But if Jalen Hurts <laughs> flames out and Watson is in prison, you're gonna <laughs> He's need. Not going you're gonna to need prison. that first round draft pick. Yeah, yeah, but they'd probably just pick up somebody like Jalen Rager. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Franny, are you ready to move on? Let's move on from Carson Wentz. <laughs> Poor Carson. Wentz. I know. I feel bad. For him. All I right. feel bad, Ben. I know. You, I know. Last week, you uh, you made fun of me about that. But well, because bad. he got to the Super. I mean, he was on your Super Bowl, your only, only yeah, Super Bowl winning team. He's got a ring. I understand why you have a little bit of a soft spot for him, but it, it, his his departure because we know it, was but, not pleasant. Yeah, I mean, he was he, not kind to your team. Yeah, on but the he's, way a, out. he's a he's a, he's definitely a capable quarterback. We saw we saw <laughs> capable. We saw what he could do, but he just what is this a performance evaluation? Yeah, I guess so. He's a competent. Yeah, <laughs> there's two stars. There's two. There's two bubbles to the right, and there's two bubbles to the left. To the right, you know, you're getting towards Tom Brady territory. To the left, you're getting towards uh, Trubisky territory. <laughs> Trubisky territory. Yeah. So you put him right square in the middle there. I'd put him in the middle there. So at the at the 18 million dollar range rather than the 35 million dollar <laughs> no. range. Uh, he, his contract, I think the Eagles definitely, it, it was it was not a good deal for the Eagles when yeah. they signed that. Yeah, no, exactly. All well, right, they got, they got rid of him. He's gone. He's not our problem anymore. They got Jalen Hurts. What, what could go wrong? The Bills to Austin. Proceed with caution. <laughs> if Austin is a potential destination for the Buffalo Bills, that's news to the powers that be in Austin. Ryan Artulo of the Austin American uh, Statesman, they always have great newspaper names in the South, has spoken with multiple members of the Austin City Council, and they said Sunday... A uh, report from Seth Wilkerson or Wilkersham of ESPN as a potential destination for the Bills is the first they heard of it. This would mean that the potential move of the Bills to Austin is at least for now a leverage play to get public funding in Buffalo. That doesn't mean it can't become something more than that. But obviously, if team owners Terry and Ken Kim Pagula want to get the attention of the politicians in Erie County in New York, they have to have a plan B. 
for now than it appears to be part of the effort to maximize public money for a new stadium in Buffalo. Fuck you, Pagulas. The Pagulas <laughs> reportedly have proposed that the venue will be fully funded, fully funded by taxpayer money. Hmm. This surely isn't happening. To get, for example, 50% of the project paid by public money, then they need to start higher than that. Asking for 100% is obviously higher than that. The, the broader reality. Twice as much? <laughs> the broader reality is that the cat is now out of the bag. So whether it's Austin or somewhere else, any other city that covets an NFL franchise now knows that the Bills could be in play. Those cities have to ask themselves whether they'd be willing to be a pawn in, this, in the game they can't win or whether they can indeed put together a package that can get the attention of the Pagulas. Where it goes from here remains to be seen. However, the time has come for the folks in western New York to ponder the possibility of an or else situation emerging. And if another city will do which or will do that, which Buffalo, Erie County and New York won't do, some difficult decisions may need to be made. It's unfortunate, but it's a basic reality of the NFL business. The, re the relocation of the Rams, Chargers, and Raiders prove that the owners will go anywhere the money is or where a privately funded stadium will be more likely to turn a consistent profit. Kudos to Jerry Jones just for a second for paying for his own fucking stadium. And if the money isn't in Buffalo, the possibility that the money will be somewhere else or be available somewhere else becomes extremely relevant. Thus, what could begin as a bluff could become something more than that. Until the Pagulas get an acceptable plan in place for a new stadium in Buffalo, the possibility that yet another team may find a way to steal the bills will be on the table. Time will tell whether it's Austin or somewhere else. To get the best deal in Buffalo, somewhere other than Buffalo needs to become a viable alternative. Until a new deal is done in western New York, there's a chance that somewhere other than Buffalo can become a new home for a team that would really ideally never move. Franny. Don't move this team. What the <laughs> fuck is happening? You can't move. The Bills out of Buffalo. I mean, that's all they have. Nobody watches the Buffalo Sabres, I'm sure. <laughs> and, and the Pagulas own the Sabres, too. Oh, do they really? Ah, uh, shit. But, uh, you know, just take the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nobody wants them. Just take... I mean... I, I, go you ahead. Can't, you can't... I mean, those fans, if... In one of the, the poorest bills, counties in the Northeast, they want the they bills, want a brand new stadium exactly. paid for. I mean, if the Bills moved out of Buffalo, I mean, there'd be a riot in the streets. I mean, they'd be tearing down, you know, city blocks and and just 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 you know, the whole city would be on fire and up in arms. I mean, you can't take that team away from them. That's not right. I mean, I, I don't even know why we talk about this. And you know, fuck the NFL for wanting brand new stadiums. I mean, the stadium that they have there is fine. The Bills are happy with it. The fans are fine with the stadium that they have in place there. And it's like it's like the perfect stadium for that city. It's cold as yeah. fuck. It's it's Im, it's imperfect. It's you know, refurbished. Like it's a refurbishable. Like the, the city itself. It could you know, be refurbished. It could re be refurbished. I guess it's, yeah, it's a pretty shitty stadium. But I mean, as far as refurbishing can go, I, I'm sure you can. Ben, you've been there multiple times. Yeah, if you can times. refurbish Lambo, you can refurbish anything. Yeah, but Lambo is also it, there's there's a little more cachet with Lambo. Well, over, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, it was a. It was like the Rose Bowl, well, man. Like I mean, you want to watch a game like Chicago, with the like Chicago uh, with their stadium. I mean, actually, the renovations are pretty terrible. Yeah, like, and they're I've, moving I've that stadium too. Yeah, yeah, it, but you, I, you just can't take the Buffalo Bills away from Buffalo. It's just, it's just wrong. I mean, there are certain like <laughs> it's just like it's when mind blowing when the me. Browns moved. You you shouldn't have done that in the first place, and they finally got their team back. But that's another passionate fan base with a history of losing, but the fans still keep on coming back. I mean, in Austin, you won't find those same fans. Yeah, they wouldn't let them take the name. They got to keep yeah. the name. I mean, in San Diego, the Chargers left. It wasn't so you know nobody was up in arms. I mean, I'm sure there was you know, like three fans, maybe that were. But like you could, yeah, they could Tom, film. Tom, Bill, and Henry yeah. are still picketing. Yeah, and, and I mean, you couldn't fill the stadium up. 
But the Buffalo Bills, whether they're good, whether they're bad, that stadium is always full. And you got to respect that as the NFL. It's not all about money. You got to think about the fans every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, and to me, it's like how fucking toned down. I mean, rich, rich people. Well, I don't want to characterize all rich people. Uh, you know, Jeff Bezos and the Pagulas, maybe. But how tone deaf do you Are have to Pagulas be? Are the Pagulas trying to go to space? <laughs> no, they, well, maybe if they get the taxpayer-funded yeah. stadium, they'll have enough money. And to, that's also they'll, bullshit. They'll have enough money for a rocket. So the, they, you fund the stadium, you pay for it, but you get no return. Yeah, like that there's is, literally no return. Yeah, at least here in L.A., it wasn't built with taxpayer money. But, you know, obviously they knew that they would get a return because you're going to have a ton of events in that stadium. Not only the Rams and the Chargers, but it's going to be a ton of concerts and whatever sort of, yeah. you know, events they can hold there. They will get their money back. I mean, in, in Austin, those taxpayers, they're going to pay for it. And, I mean, Austin, I hear, is a great city. I've never been to Austin. But there's no return whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, at least, I mean, if they pay for the stadium, why wouldn't they get the revenue from the stadium? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not even on the cards in these publicly funded exactly. stadiums. Like, if you pay for like, it's like me building someone else a house, giving them the house, yeah. and then saying, well, I'm just going to walk away then. Exactly. I don't, I don't need any money when you sell the house. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. But how tone, I mean, you can't, like, in the Hamptons, people can't get a fucking haircut or anyone to wait tables because people finally said, I'm not going to take three buses and a train to get to the fucking Hamptons to cut your hair. Uh, like, in 2021, with where the sort of the leverage points are, are a little bit different than they traditionally are between workers and, like, labor and, and owners, like, how tone deaf can you be in 2021 to ask one of the most depressed areas in all of New York State, if not the Northeast, to pony up billions of dollars in a tiny little county, in a tiny little city, to build a billion dollar or two billion or three billion or whatever it would end up being. I think SoFi ended up being like seven. I, I, it's, it was definitely, it, it ran over the cost that they thought it would be originally. But how do you, like, it, how do you, and he would have to sell the Sabres because nobody would go to the Sabre games. I mean, if, if he moved the, the Bills out of Buffalo and kept the Sabres, the Sabres, I mean, that, that arena would be empty. Mm-hmm. Like, no Bills fan or no no Buffalo fans would go watch a Sabres game because yep. of the same owner. Mm-hmm. But how do you, how do you, Boycott. in good conscience, with his Austin money, Sabres? <laughs> the Boston Sabres. Austin. Austin, Austin Sabres. Move the hockey team. Yeah. Uh, but how do you how do you in good conscience in the only really successful sport left in the United States, the one that brings in billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of dollars every year while the NBA, you know, fades, while the Major League Baseball fades, while all these other leagues fade and the and the, the and NFL continues to increase its revenues except for last year. How do you expect, you know, a blue collar city like that to pony up that money it's mm-hmm. it's it's disgusting if i were the if i were roger goodell i would force the sale away from the pagulas have the nfl build the stadium if the money's if the money can't come from the new owner have the nfl owners together you know fund that stadium because the bills deserve to stay in buffalo yeah it, it's crazy he's looking at me like say something yeah no no i thought you were gonna say more first i thought you were gonna come back and say more because i know the buffaloes have a <sighs> They have uh, a soft spot, a soft spot in your heart because I mean you did spend a lot of time in that. And the city. fans are you went amazing. To school there, you went to the games there. You were there in the early '90s when they were on they that were amazing run. I mean they're good now, but they weren't good in between. Um, but you know, it's uh, would Austin even if they were able to build the stadium, would Austin still support this team the way the Buffalo uh, fans do? No. They they just wouldn't. No, what is this like? The, wherever Joe Rogan goes, the team's got to go. Yeah. It's I mean, like whatever trendy city there you know, is. The Houston Oilers moving. That's fine. You bring in the Texans. They're gonna. I mean, because you know, that's a large city. Yeah, you Houston's know, huge. Dallas is huge. I mean, they, you know, the Cowboys have always been there for decades. They have fans all over the country. But Austin, like 
are they really a third like, team in Texas? Yeah, do they do they really? are they are they are they do they really want a team that bad in that city? I mean, there are certain cities that do, like because that's Louis. a Longhorn town. St. Louis, you know, they had the Rams for so many years, and I'm sure they want another team back because they actually supported the Rams. Yeah, and that but, was the same 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 thing. Mm-hmm. It was just all about money. Yeah, and a new stadium. I mean, you know, with the Raiders, the Raiders could go anywhere. Fans will come. Yeah, but with, <laughs> they could move them. They could move that. They could move them to to the United Kingdom. They could, and, and, the, Raiders and the Raiders fans. fans would still fly over there. But with the Bills, the Bills have their fan base in Buffalo, in Austin. I just don't see it happening. To me, it's just it, it, I I don't know what to say. I mean, it's it's so it makes me so angry that the Pakulas would really try to strong arm that fan base of all the fan. I mean, Green Bay, Buffalo, Cleveland. You know, there are a few fan bases around the league that just don't ever deserve to have their team mm-hmm. moved out from underneath them. Yeah. And Buffalo is certainly one of those teams. And it, it just it, it really makes me angry that they would want Erie County. I mean, anyone that hasn't been to Erie County, I mean, Erie County is a very, very middle, lower middle class place. Uh, Niagara Falls, which used to be booming, is one of the poorer places in New York State. There isn't enough money in that tax base, it would it would it would destroy that city even more to have to mm-hmm. pony up a billion or two because they probably will end up doing it because the people that live in Buffalo yeah. will 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 expect that their politicians will do everything that is is in their power to keep that team there. And if that means that the people of Buffalo have to pay higher taxes to build a stadium, they will probably expect the city council and the mayor to approve that. Although the new mayor probably wouldn't, uh, but it, the, but the pressure would be significant to keep that team in Buffalo. And, and I think the Pagulas know that. Uh, it's one of those places where if the team wins, the city is happy the next day, mm-hmm. and you could feel it in the air. If the team loses, the, the, the city is sad the next day. For about and 30 you years, feel yeah. it in the air. You know, like if, if the Rams lose, you can't tell nah. driving around Los Angeles that the Rams lost. Yeah, Lakers, if they lose in the playoffs, you can kind of feel it. You know, yeah. the Lakers are huge uh, in L.A. And but if, if the Chargers lose... Nobody gives nobody a shit. Nobody cares. Nobody cares if they win. Nobody cares if they lose. I mean, in San Diego, I'm sure things were a little bit different over there, even though their fan base was still not as large and nobody really made a big deal that they, that they left. But with Buffalo, I mean, as bad as the organization was run for, you know, 25 years or so, you know, they still have a, they still have a long history in that city. Uh, you know, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, if they moved... There's really no history that the Jacksonville Jaguars have created in Florida. So if there's a team that's going to move, it's that team. Or, you know, just, it's just, there are certain teams that, you know, you can move around anywhere. You know, with the Raiders, they moved them to Las Vegas. I mean, actually, the Las, Las Vegas is actually a pretty good landing it's spot for them. It's actually the perfect place for the Raiders. It's, exactly. <laughs> it's, it is actually for that team. For, That's for, the perfect yeah, place. For, I mean, for their fan base and everything. You know, you can come from Northern California to Southern California. just congregate yeah, to, go to the Las game, Vegas. Get drunk till 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Drive back to L.A. Yeah. Not bad at all. But, I mean, for <laughs> Buffalo to move all the way to Austin, it just makes absolutely no sense. I mean, it's just a, a money-hungry move that they want to make, and it's just not right for the fans. Yeah, I, it's I so bad. sad. It's like a Twitter move. Like, okay, well, Joe Rogan moves to Austin. You know, Tesla moves to Tech. You know, like, it's like, what? Like in the next year, what's going to be popular? Some other city will be popular somewhere else, like Orlando or something where the yeah. taxes are low. And now, all of a sudden, they're going to be threatening to move to Orlando mm-hmm. or Salt Lake or Boise. Yeah. You know, it's whatever's trendy in the moment. And that team should play in Buffalo. Uh, and I'm just, I will gladly donate some 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 money of my out of my own pocket if that's what it takes to keep the Buffalo Bills there to pay for that stadium. But it shouldn't come to that. Goodell should step in and put a stop to this. Mm-hmm. If the Patriots can build a stadium, if the Cowboys can build a stadium. Well, the Cowboys, obviously. 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Jerry Jones didn't come, you know, and and it shocked me that Jerry Jones didn't come knocking on the NFL's door to try to get that, or or, or Dallas's door to try to get that stadium paid for. But he paid for it. Mm-hmm. The the Patriots paid for their new stadium, and in I think Kansas City, I think the team is paying for a new stadium there in a few years. Yeah, even though I like their stadium, I mean they have one of the one of the best stadiums in, in terms of viewing. Um, you know the the game yeah. itself and, and, and the that, that that atmosphere that they've created in that bowl yeah. sort of stadium. Seahawks, yeah, the Seahawks. Well, their they, stadium is like perfectly built for noise. But the Allens built that stadium. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the city that built that stadium, and the Rams didn't pay. You know, the the, the Los Angeles didn't pay or Inglewood didn't pay to build that stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't understand why Buffalo, of all places, where you don't you don't you're not going to build, you know, whatever a SoFi stadium in Buffalo that's going to host. You know the Grammys and all these you know amazing events and the Olympics and you just need a serviceable stadium that with some luxury suites, its ability to generate some revenue for that town and for the team. It doesn't need to be yeah. some amazing. And, and yeah, I mean the Bills, the fans, they don't care about luxury. No, I, I miss the bench care. seats. I want the bench seats. They, I mean, they're, they're the to- metal steal bench seats. They don't need the toilets. Seats. Like you don't need toilets. You just need that that that, that trough. That trough. That's it. That just you yeah. piss like right there. Yeah, men and women. Yeah, <laughs> it's like and even if you make if you, and if you don't make it to the bathroom, all the better. Yeah. You know, if you're in the upper deck, so, you know, you just, you know, take the time to walk to the bathroom. That That's what the Bill Stadium is. And yeah. that's the way it should stay. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny, are you ready to move on from fucking yeah. Pagula? Yeah, let's move on for the Pigulas. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I don't care. Oh, Franny, the Texans Watson price is not very nice. <laughs> the Sean Watson wants out of Houston. And he shows by playing safety in training camp rather than quarterback. And the Texans are said to have moved on from their embattled quarterback. However, GM Nick Casario has put a very high price on Watson. Rory Parks of Pro Football Rumors reports. ESPN's Chris Mortensen reports that Casario is asking for a combination of five, count them, five high draft picks and and quality players in any Watson deal via Ben Volin of the Boston Globe. Although no team will pony up that kind of offer while Watson's status remains so uncertain. Casario can afford to wait out the process. Watson's 10.54 million salary for 2021 is not untenable, especially for a club that will not be competing for a playoff spot. If Watson ends up on the commissioner's exempt list, which he will probably until this legal situation is resolved, Houston would also be paying him that salary to sit on the sidelines. But even that wouldn't be a big deal for Casario. As Volan observes, the rookie GM would happily pay out that money this year in order to maximize Watson's return in 2022. Mm. Franny would say... You know who does have that draft capital? The <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles have they that do. draft capital. Uh, as far as players, uh, you know, if they're looking for players, you know, <laughs> not too many options on the Eagles right now. But they can definitely give up. Well, they can give up Jalen Hurts. Uh, well, they can. I mean, maybe Zach Zach Ertz if he wants to move over there. I mean, there's some guys that don't want to be in Philadelphia that want a new contract, and you know, Houston would be able to pay that out to them. Um, but uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the number one destination if you're looking for you know high draft capital. It would be the Philadelphia Eagles that would be able to offer that to them, and I would say go ahead and do it, Eagles. Get get Watson on the Eagles. If you can, I don't know. I mean, I know a couple weeks ago I was making, I was singing a different tune, but now that there's 10, count them, 10 criminal complaints filed with the Houston Police Department and uh-huh. that new interview that was that was out this week uh, with a former massage therapist that the, the Houston Police Department is trying to track down an interview. I, I, I can't track her down. I, I mean, I still think it would be. Well, her name is there. I don't know how you. I don't know how you cannot track down someone no, whose name is on national television. Yeah, you can't find that. that she, went, she went to hiding. Those guys from Thurston Gold. I just can't find them. I, don't know. <laughs> I just, you know, we've scoured Los Angeles and we just can't seem to track them down. Uh, I still think 
that the Eagles should make a push to get him this year, even if he doesn't, even if he sits on the on the sidelines for all of the 2021 season. Uh, but it's starting to look a little bit, you know, and his body language in in camp doesn't appear to be particularly uh, optimistic or positive. I mean, mm-hmm. he's playing safety, he's playing second team. Uh, people are disappointed that he doesn't want to come. And, I don't know why he would come and participate when he knows he's not going to probably play. Uh, but it, it, it's starting to look a little bit sketchier. But I, I can't imagine, even if he sits out the entire year, uh, I, I find it. I still find it hard to believe that he's actually going to be criminally charged if he mm-hmm. hasn't been criminally charged yet. Uh, it seems like that should have happened by now, especially with all of the complaints that they have. <sighs> but five picks, Franny? Five high picks and some players. I mean, we saw what he did last I mean, year, just, though, it, man. But I mean, it, we saw what he did but last year. But any team that's not desperate, what, what, but teams just don't part with that kind of capital. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would worry if the Eagles actually and, and made good decisions NFLs with their draft so, picks, but they don't make good decisions. That's why the Eagles are the perfect spot because yeah, so, no, exactly. teams are so conservative. If they don't know without question what's going to happen, they're not. Yeah. I mean, no other team a, he's, is going to make that he's trade. He's a top five quarterback for sure. I mean, he's a top yeah, five top quarterback. Three, potentially. Top, yeah, I mean, forty five hundred yards on a bad team. That is a that is amazing. I mean, he had Will Fuller. That basically is the only wide receiver that he had. Will Fuller, and he's barely a wide and receiver. That's it. I mean, the Eagles' uh, receiving core is better than what Houston has right now. And if he's able to do that with them, he can do even better with the and Eagles. And you got a decent and, running game, contrary yeah. to what oh. PFF says. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, a lot of running backs actually. Not only a running game, but a stable of running backs that can move the ball. I mean, it's actually a gamble. I mean, the the Houston Texans are taking a big gamble because mm-hmm. if he if he is capable of being moved right now. In other words, if Goodell would not block a trade right now, mm-hmm. if this guy is criminally charged at some point in the next few months, they get nothing. Exactly. For him. Yeah. They literally get. They can. They can hope to get five draft picks in twenty twenty two when all this is resolved. Mm-hmm. But if he is in fact charged and has to serve some time, yep, they get nothing. So why not take three, two first rounders, a third, a fourth, a couple fours, and Zach Ertz and. You know, someone else, whoever it is that they want. Yeah. From, you know, Jalen Rigor or. Definitely not a cornerback. Fucking take, throw Devante Smith in there. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> but you might uh, have to and, and just make that trade. Yeah, but th- that's that's a weapon for him to use on the Eagles. You know, just give them, you know, if, if their defense is struggling in certain positions, then let's move some of those guys. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't give up Devonte Smith. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> if you're, I mean, if you're, if you're really paying attention to the, to what's happening in the case. Unless you have inside information, unless the Texans do have inside information from the police department mm-hmm. or inside information from the attorneys in the suit, I think it's a big gamble that the Texans are taking by assuming that the worst case is that he sits on the <clears throat> excuse me that he sits on the exempt list for a season mm-hmm. or some part of that season, and then they're able to trade him as they wish a year from now or less than a year from now. I actually think that's a far. I wouldn't take that risk. Seeing the kinds of statements that these women are making, seeing how public they're being about it, I think that's a big risk for the Houston Texans to be taking. If you could get a couple first rounders mm-hmm. for a quarterback that you know you're not going to have on the roster next, yeah. year, he'll sit out next year. I mean, if, especially I mean, you know, without uh, Watson on the team, I mean, they're going to finish probably towards the bottom of the league. If it maybe not last place, but pretty close to it, and you have a you know a first round pick or even two first round picks. You know, you can pick up a quarterback in the draft. You, yeah, know, you don't I mean, have to wait another year to do that. The following, I mean, it's it's. Yeah. I, I think right now would be a good time for them to move on from Watson. He doesn't want to be there. Obviously, has legal issues. Um, but the team, if they were smart, they would move on from him. And the Eagles should probably throw out an offer and see if it if it sticks. Yeah, and allegedly the Eagles are pulling back on their offer and cooling down their offer. 
I still think they should, because to, to Franny's point, what are they really going to do with those draft picks anyway? Mm-hmm. So knowing yeah. your track record, knowing you have a chance to get Watson, if you're, I mean, unfortunately for Deshaun Watson and the Eagles, the McNairs in Houston are like Jets, like Johnson, Woody Johnson level of incompetent. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're even capable of doing something smart for that team. Uh, they've they've con- you know completely botched the entire Watson era in Houston. Mm-hmm. So they may just do something really stupid. But the the what would be uh, their just desserts would be for them to have this guy to not trade him, to not get anything back for him, and then have him sitting out for two or three years or out of the league for two or three years where they literally get no compensation back for him. Yep. I think they should take the Eagles offer if it's a couple first-rounders and a few other draft picks, thirds and fourths and fifths. Maybe a player Some conditional there. picks, throw an Ertz in there. You know, throw one of your ten running backs in there. <laughs> and, and pull the trigger on this deal because I think they're really taking a gamble. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. I would, oh. I would definitely, I would love to see him wearing the Eagles green. Yeah, even if it's 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a year to see what you got with Hurts. If Hurts turns yeah. out to be pretty good, you could actually get something, some of that compensation back for Hurts when Watson starts, you exactly. know, when Watson's actually on. Because you the know team. what Watson can do. Yeah. I mean, and it's top two, top three. Uh-huh. You know, Brady's obviously a, you know, let's, who knows when he's going to retire. But yeah. for guys that are going to play for a number of years, mm-hmm. he's still you young. know, Watson is probably in the top two, you know, Mahomes, Watson. Wilson and Wilson's getting up there, but yeah, but there there. aren't very many. I mean, I wouldn't put May, Mayfield in there, or Burrow no. in there yet, or Herbert in there yet. But if guys that are actually going to play for five or six or seven years, he's probably top two. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny, are you ready to move on? Let's move on, Ben. Speaking of transcendent talents, Trevor Lawrence is the truth. Now let's see the proof. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Ben. I mean, you've been you've been working on these last couple. Of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to like, yeah. When I was watching the Olympics in the evening, I was like, all right, uh, let me come up with some rhymes for these. Uh, that much was evident with two throws by the rookie quarterback during the later stages of the Jacksonville Jaguars training camp practice on Thursday. That were like, well, Aaron Rodgers. Oh God, comparing to Aaron Rodgers. Come on, there's no, there's only one Aaron Rodgers. The first dime came on a free play after an edge rusher jumped off sides. Lawrence didn't blink, and Marvin Jones, the crafty veteran receiver, didn't stop running on a go route to the sideline. Lawrence hit him with a strike in a tight window in the end zone. Good for a 39-yard TD. Great great practice, practice, guys. A few minutes later, the Jags' offense changed direction for seven-on-seven drills. On the first snap, after a water break, Lawrence threw a spiral on a rope to connect to LaVisca LaVisca Chenault Jr. on a deep skinny post. For another huge chunk of about 40 yards, the rub here was that the receiver was seemingly double-covered, except that Lawrence split the defenders with a bullseye throw, igniting a huge roar from the crowd of 2,000 on the fields adjacent to TIAA Bank Field. In a word, wow, Lawrence was smooth, fluid, and efficient as he worked with the first team up and t- or for the first time. Uh, but he added an exclamation point with the two deep strikes that underscored exactly what the Jaguars were getting when they drafted the Clemson product number one overall. That's why he's here, Daryl Bevel said. Oh, sorry, guys. got they were, they were, I forgot Bevel was there. The Jags offense coordinator told the USA Today Sports to be able to make plays like that. As Jones put it, those types of throws, not a lot of people can do that. In the NFL, he probably doesn't even know that, but that's how he plays. He plays with supreme confidence. Yeah, great practice, guys. But what say you? They're hyped on Lawrence. Hyped, hyped, hyped on Lawrence. I don't know. I'm, I'm never really high on any guy until I see him take the field in a regular NFL game. I mean, you can you can have great accuracy on the practice field, but you know it's 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 completely different once you're in live game action. You know, once you have linebackers, you know, screaming at you. 
on on a blitz. You know, what? Do you, how are you going to react in those situations? Or if it's a tight game situation, what are you going to do then? Uh, you know, I expect him to be a good quarterback in the league, but let's not get too excited about a rookie who's throwing well in practice. All right, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I'm optimistic. You were not. Now you're optimistic. Yeah, I mean, you were, uh, you were making fun of the fact uh, that you were calling him a generational talent. Uh, well, that's, now all that's of a sudden. Silly. That's silly. Let's not, you know, Michael Jordan was a generational. Comparing him to Aaron Rodgers? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, I'm I'm a little bit optimistic now that I see, you know, a lot of people weighing in on on how good he looks. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but clearly they're trying to build up the hype mm-hmm. on Trevor Lawrence, Franny. Yeah, well. All right. That's not shocking. I mean, they did take him first. So, I mean. Well, I mean, he, who are you going to take? You Justin Fields or? I mean, I think they made the right choice in 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 terms of taking the the, the right quarterback in the first round, but you know, I, Zach I think, Wilson. You know, all all this. I, I, Zach Wilson actually Nobody, might perform. Shane Bichelle didn't get. I think Shane, yeah. I don't even know where he signed, but Shane Bichelle. You know, keep that mind. Keep that Not name in your the Steelers. Ben. Keep that name in your head. Shane Bichelle's going to be a starter in this league. Eventually, maybe. Yeah, but I, you know, I never get too high on quarterbacks in. Uh, in the preseason or in practice. Let's wait till the real games take place. All right, Franny, are you ready to move on? Let's move on. Well, what do you think, though? I mean, I, I you're agree. Excited. You're excited. I'm excited. excited. I'm excited. All of a sudden, all I'm, of a sudden. I'm optimistic now. Three weeks ago, you weren't very excited. Four I'm weeks not. ago, not very excited. But, but now, now you know, the more I hear the reports trickling in for people that know what they're talking about, I'm a little bit more excited. Unfortunately, he's in the AFC, adding another quarterback potentially into the AFC. Uh-huh. I had a really long story about Russell Wilson. We'll cover that one next week, and otherwise we'll be... Uh, an hour yeah, and a half 50 minutes in. into the uh, NFL news. Uh, but the last little bit, uh, Aaron Rodgers wants to be Big Ben again. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger's contract automatically voids at the end of the 2021 season, but Pittsburgh Steelers owner and team president Art Rooney isn't ruling out the, or Art Rooney II, isn't ruling out a return by the quarterback in 2022, Frane. Brooke Pryor of ESPN reports, it's not written in stone that this is his last year, Rooney told a small group of reporters on Steelers training camp. At the same time, though, Rooney acknowledged it could be also very well be the quarterback's last season. We're aware that this could be Ben's last year, he said. We hope it's a great one. That's as far as we can go with it right now. Obviously, if this is his last year, then next year we'll be making some decisions on a quarterback, as teams should be doing. As we'll address it as the time comes, Roethlisberger, 39, 39 years young, signed a new contract with the Steelers in the spring, taking $5 million pay cut and lowering his salary cap hit by more than $15 million. It was a very unselfish move on his part, General Manager Kevin Colbert said. It made him available for 2021. Beyond that, none of us know. We'll just work on the 2021 season and see where it goes from there. But I wanted to sort of meld Aaron Rodgers with this. Mm -hmm. Like Ben Roethlisberger, he had signed a big six-year contract early on in his career, signed one more contract after that. And since then, it's been short-term deal after short-term deal after short-term deal after short-term deal. They've drafted a few quarterbacks along the way that didn't make Roethlisberger happy. They drafted Rudolph. They drafted Dobbs. They drafted a couple other guys. But but Aaron Rodgers, right around the same age or coming up on the same age, Mm, seems like he wants a fucking 10-year contract. Yeah. But with guys like Roethlisberger, who he, who's going to stay with the same team, he's had to sign these short-term deals and renegotiate these short-term deals. Mm-hmm. What makes Aaron Rodgers special? Why can't Aaron Rodgers be satisfied with what Ben Roethlisberger has, knowing that the team is going to continue to bring you back? Well, you're mad. You're pissed off, Ben. What say you, Franny? It's just when I see what Roethlisberger's had to deal with with these, con- with these short-term I'm contracts. Like it's, but he's still making his money, whether they're long-term or short-term. Right, I mean, but but I'll, also the Steelers, I mean, they they could have signed him to a long-term deal. I mean, obviously Roethlisberger didn't complain about it. Aaron Rodgers is. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, when I mean, obviously Roethlisberger has two Super Bowls. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has and he's one. Been to, and he's been to three. Yeah. 
and he lost Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but <laughs> Roethlisberger, or how many has uh, Aaron Rodgers played in how many Super Bowls? Yeah, but I mean, also he's made it uh, further in the playoffs more often than Roethlisberger. Yeah, he's the Jim Kelly. He's the Jim Kelly of NFC Championship games. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I mean, it's just it depends on the on the person's character, and you know, obviously Roethlisberger, uh, you know, he's uh, I. His ego maybe does is is isn't uh, making these decisions like they do for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just you know he's a different type of guy than than Ben Roethlisberger. But what makes him what makes him know. so special? He, he thinks he's special. That, that, that Philip Rivers can sign these short term deals, and, and 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 Peyton Manning can sign sign these short term deals, and Ben Roethlisberger can sign these yeah. short term deals. Maybe he's and gonna... Tom Brady can sign these fucking two year deals. But you, you're so fucking special, Aaron Rodgers, that you want an eight year fucking deal when you're 36 years old or 37 years old. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, he's got a superiority complex. Maybe, maybe he just thinks he's better than all these guys. He does, even though he, you know it doesn't translate to Super Bowl wins or playoff um, wins outside the championship. Yeah, game. yeah, but uh, I, you know, like I've mentioned so many times before, just watching him play. He's a prototypical quarterback. That's what you want to see on the field. He's one of the best I've ever seen, and uh, you know, it's probably gone to his head. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it was, there were some pretty scathing pieces out there. Like, you need to cut Aaron Rodgers right now. You can't let quarterbacks start running the team. You can't let you know guys like this, you know, be, you know, get too big for their britches. I don't know if I agree with that kind of stuff. But when when, when I thought about it, and I and I looked up Ben's contract, Big Ben's contract history, and I looked up Tom Brady's contract history, and a lot of these other guys that are successful quarterbacks that are older quarterbacks, they sign these short term deals, two year deals, three year deals, two you know, renegotiate the contract down mm-hmm. or renegotiate a year. And well, when you renegotiate, you're still making the same amount of money. I mean, they're just it's easier to spread the money around on you know for the rest of the players. But on I mean, the team. he he says he doesn't want to be a la- like a lame like who the fuck. A lame duck quarterback? Yeah. Like, what does he think? Like, is he so insecure that he thinks that, that the he be, might be that, an, ins- that, an insecurity that, issue? That the Packers are just going to cut Aaron Rodgers yeah. at any minute? <laughs> like, any minute they're just going to be like, I don't We're want done with you. I don't want Aaron Rodgers anymore. I'd rather have this other guy, this Jordan Love guy that I'm a, that I'm afraid to start. That 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 the the management in Green Bay is saying he might need two more years to mature. Uh-huh. Like, but you but you're that's the guy you're afraid of. You're afraid they're just going to cut you loose because because you're not Brett Favre. Brett Favre was a basket case at the end of his time in Green Bay. Now you're doing the same exact thing, and that's what forced him out of Green Bay. Sorry, you're really you really don't like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, but what the way, I mean, I thought we were done with all Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron, all Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is back. I like on the agenda. I like Aaron Rodgers. As a player, yeah. but the way that he, when you look, look at I what mean, these other con, what these other quarterbacks, even yeah. Troy Aikman at the end of his year signing short, I mean, everyone does it. Why is he special? He thinks he's special. I mean, I mean, you you can't change his mind. I mean, it's it's you know, like Carson Wentz has his confidence issues. Aaron Rodgers has overconfidence issues. Yeah, I mean, don't you need results? Yeah, well, I mean, he has results. He just hasn't been able to make it over the hump more than once. I mean, it just it just boggles my mind. Okay, yeah. I can I mean, go on. I mean, it's a boggle my. I mean, it's, he he thinks he's great, and he that's, thinks he's great. He thinks he's great. I mean, that's that's. I, I mean, think I love you. <laughs> so what are you so afraid of? I think I love me. <laughs> I think but I love you, me. But what are you so afraid of? It's all uh, about me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just the kind of guy he is, and I mean, that's. That's who Aaron Rodgers is. I just, I mean, it, I, I don't hold it against the guy. I mean, he is great. He's a great but player. All this he is drama, a great quarterback. and now Green Bay, said, Green Bay had to finally give in and say, "Look, if this motherfucker wants to get traded after this season, we'll trade him." Yeah, like that's what they said this week. If he wants to go, we'll. we'll but it's tra- looking we'll like it's looking like Jeopardy found a new host with Lavar Burton. So Aaron well, it Rodgers, takes me back to my childhood in Sesame Street. Yeah, so, no, actually, Lavar yeah. Burton with like Reading Rainbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like Sesame Street. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I met him at uh, downtown. Take once. a look in a book. <laughs> 
It's reading yeah. Rainbow. Yeah. Uh, and I met him, so like... I well, LeVar Burton seems like a stand-up guy. Yeah. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, maybe that's why he wants a long-term contract now to see what's going on with Jeopardy and LeVar Burton. He's going to sign a long-term contract be like, fuck, now what am I going to do? Yeah, because any any celebrity I meet, because I, I immediately become enamored with and it can do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I met Henry Winkler, I met, like, LeVar Burton, and, you know, like, whatever they do, I'll watch now. Uh, but just really fast before we wrap up, because we're coming up on an hour. Uh, did you did you hear about the major fight at Giants training camp? Oh yeah, there was a big old brawl, and uh-huh. and Joe Judge made people run. You know, they he made them <laughs> run laps and uh, beaters or heaters or whatever they call uh-huh. them. Uh, I and, love seeing and, that. And he screamed at everybody, and then like three or four guys have already retired on the Giants uh, roster so just awesome. this off season. Fuck the Giants fan. We haven't taken a shot. We haven't taken a uh, punishment shot. So fuck. I usually say fuck the Cowboys, but fuck the Giants as well. I'm glad to see turmoil on a division rival and the Giants but I'm loving to see because because Robert Sala took some shots at Joe Judge Uh and in New York City you've got the Giants you got the Jets and now you got some drama between the two so Robert Sala essentially went on his I've never been a head coach before much like Joe Judge has never been on a head coach before and Robert Sala essentially said I treat my players like grown men because my players are grown men I don't make them run laps I, 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 I try to teach them you know, how not to make the same mistakes and talk to them and, 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 you know, and I try to treat them, you know, like the adults that they are. And I'm really like taking shot after shot after shot at Joe judge. And I'm really, I really want to see how this plays out. And I don't like Joe judge either because I tend to feel like Joe judge is probably doing the right thing. And Robert Sala is probably overestimating the maturity level of most NFL players, Uh, you know, given they're adults. Given, I mean, they are, they're technically, they're, they're they technically are adults, adults, but they're yeah. very rich, wealthy, young adults. That have who, never had to do anything uh, for themselves in their entire yeah, life. Well, other than, you know, play a game that they're really good at, but they make a lot of money. And so when you make a lot of money at a young age, some guys are mature, but the majority are not mature. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think Robert Sala's approach is going to, may end up backfiring yeah. on him. But cheers, Ben. This is Let's our punishment shot. We haven't taken one for 57 minutes into the podcast. and No so, Cowboys news. No Cowboys news, but we got, thanks for bringing that up, Ben, the Giants news, just so I can take a shot. It's our punishment shot. Uh, we signed a contract in blood many years ago. If I say anything negative about a team in my division, which is the NFC East, then I take a shot. If Ben says anything negative about a team in his division, which is the AFC North, or if Sonia, who is on the podcast, has been on for a long time, if she says anything negative about a team in her division, which is the NFC West, then she takes a shot. But Ben, you know, fuck the Giants. Yeah. You got I, a little shot right there. I figured there. you liked it. They were like I love all it. out brawls yeah, I, between I, I Giants players. Forgot, I forgot about that, but that's awesome. But I really dig the, that, uh, uh, that Robert Sala. Oh, this is the J.P. Weiser Spiced Whiskey uh, Vanilla. I forgot that was gross. I thought it was going to be good. That was gross. Uh, it's not very good. It's probably the worst one we've had. Oh, that's uh, gross. But oh. Let's move on. Yeah, Friday. I was, yeah, I'm really interested to see, like, if Robert yeah, Salas uh, would, would develop from there. Treat people like adults, see how that works out for him in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. <sighs> that was gross, man. Yeah, not very good. Yeah, we might need to we might need to get a replacement for that because I don't know if we could drink. It's that a whole punishment bottle. shot. It's a punishment shot. That's what it's there for. I, I would rather drink rakia. <laughs> I would rather drink rather drink Schlievowitz than that. Yeah, that's how bad it is. That's pretty bad. Oh, thank you all to our new listeners as well as our loyal listeners out there. We truly, truly love each and every one of you. Since 2018, we've been a show about football, fun, friends, Aaron Rodgers, whiskey, and beer reviews. Since you're listening, please consider heading to our website, thirstagold.buzzproud.com, or search Thirsty Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review the show. How many stars, Ronnie? Five stars, Ben. Five-star review, please. Just pound it. Crush it. 
Hit it with your elbow. I don't give a shit. Buy one of those rugged phones and throw it in the pool. Do whatever you got to do to hit that five-star button. Please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, someone at the supermarket, just one person. That is your homework assignment for this week. Tell someone about the show. You can get us on every podcatcher in the universe, but, and, you can also get us on Pandora, Audible, and Amazon Music if you listen to your podcast there. Finally, what's next up on a big board? Next up, Ben's Olympic feel-good story. All right, folks, we'll be right back with a feel-good story. All right, and we are back with the feel-good story, and it's an Olympic feel-good story, correct? Ben, one of the athletes taking part in this year's Olympics or in the previous? In uh, the last four Olympics. Oh, damn. I hope. Impressive. Yeah, I think that's true. That is impressive. The women were impressive this year. Yeah, they were. The American women really brought it. The, so, men, tra- the men in track and field, not so much. Yeah, they, they brought it. They just they brought it to the hotel, and they left <laughs> it there. On the cardboard beds. <laughs> on the cardboard. That's pretty embarrassing. I mean, you have athletes. They have oh, they had cardboard beds? No, it was like made out of cardboard. Yeah, so I mean, they could fold them up and get rid of them and like whatever. But it's like, come on, there's 10,000 athletes right there that have been working their entire lives to get to this point in their career, and then you would offer them like the worst beds possible? Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, they already gave up the orgy that normally yeah. happens in the yeah. Olympic Village. I mean. At least give them, at least give them a, a Tempur-Pedic. Yeah, the Swedish women with the Norwegian men. It's just, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, give it up for the Norwegians in track and field. <laughs> Uh, but this week, Allison Felix, who retired. Uh, Allison Felix is fucking awesome. Yeah, just she, just bringing up her name. She's fucking yeah, awesome. She retired from Olympics, eleven total medals, breaking Carl Lewis's long-standing record of ten Olympic medals by anyone in track and field. Retired from the Olympics on a high with the four by four hundred, running the second leg of that race where the United States ran away with it. Well, like four seconds. By like a huge yeah, margin. I mean, four seconds is a huge margin. Yeah. That means you finish and you count four seconds and then the other team finishes yeah. right behind you. That's a yeah. long margin. With the uh, the anchor leg, uh, the woman that won the 800 ran the anchor leg and she was amazing as well. After her, I'm oh, sorry, I said four. After her fifth Olympic Games, Allison Felix Damn. is making sure mothers of young children like herself have the financial resources necessary for childcare. Felix has partnered with a sponsor, Athleta, which I think is part of the Gap, which Simone Biles left Nike to join, and the Women's Sports Foundation to create the Power of She Fund Child Care Grant. The grant program has committed 200, count them, $200,000 to help fund child care costs for mothers who are also athletes while they are traveling to competitions. Flipping the page. The cause is personal for Felix, the five-time Olympian who has been upfront about the challenges of balancing both responsibilities and voiced her concern regarding the lack of clarity for whether female athletes some still nursing could bring their small children to the Tokyo Olympics. Alice, Alex, Allison Felix's daughter, Cameron, wears a shirt that reads, My mom is faster than your mom, yeah. which is actually a pretty it's, cool t-shirt. And it's true, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unless your mom ran on the 4 by <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. 400 <laughs> And even if your mom is the mom of one of the people that ran the 4 by 100 men's, Allison, <laughs> Allison Felix's daughter, Cameron, wears a shirt that my mom is faster than your mom. It was important to me and to Athleta that our partnership reflects that I am more than just an athlete. In fact, part of my contract includes provisions for my daughter Cameron to join me whenever I'm competing, Felix said in a release last week. But not everyone has access to this type of support from a partner or sponsor. These grants are about showing the industry that not all mom athletes are that that all mom athletes need the same comprehensive support to be able to participate in their athletic endeavors. Felix has won nine medals, actually 11 medals as of today. 
in her career. Six golds, uh, seven, eight golds, and three silvers, dating back to her first games in 2004. That's impressive. That is impressive. That's like uh, Phelps was like, what was he, like four, eight, 12, 16? I, I think it was, uh, was it, was it 2000, 2004, 2008, 2012? No, what was it? It was four of them. 2004, 2008, 2012, and 2016. Yeah. Okay. Uh, her, her eight gold medals are the most by a woman in Olympic track and field history, and her, her 11 overall medals are... They broke the record for the most by uh, any athlete in track and field. Felix qualified for the 400 meters at the Olympic trials in June and won the 4x400 tonight. Sorry, when I printed this off, it was from a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what do you say, Franny, Allison, Felix? These women, they came through for the U.S. in track and field. They carried the load for us. You know, if their husbands, which we all know husbands are not always the, the best caretakers. Uh, women, well, <laughs> not, we have to give some dads some credit. Some Come dads. on now, but you know, if you're if you're nursing your kid or if you have, I mean, a women child, obviously carry the the bulk of the responsibilities and taking care of the kids. You know, they they, they just they have it in them compared to some guys out <laughs> for there. For sure, yeah. Uh, but it, but without this type of of uh, resources for yeah. women to be able to take their kids, they wouldn't be able to go to these you know world you know world mm-hmm. events, these local events, these national events, so that they can show up for the Olympics for the United States for us every four years and do what they did this time. So I, I, I for one, think Allison, Allison Felix is an amazing human being. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the best Olympians of all time, you know, for the U.S. I mean, it, well, actually in any country. Uh, I mean, all those, I mean, all, and, and just the longevity of her career. Four, and what she, I mean, Olympics. to stay in shape for that long a time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, I mean, like you started working out for like a short period of time. Yeah, and you got six months. That was it. Yeah, that was it. I'm done. And that's, <laughs> that's what it's I'm moving to archery now. But she's like going to Olympic game after Olympic game after Olympic game. And <laughs> yep. she's like technically old by Olympic standards for athletes. Yeah. She's not an old person. It's not like she's like, you know, 75 years old and running. She's still like in, probably in, her, in her like early 30s probably. Yeah, in Chinese diving, this would have been her ninth Olympics. Exactly, exactly. She would have been to like the 88 uh, Seoul Games, you know? It's just, you know, it would have been an amazing career. First appearing in 1984 yeah. in Los Angeles. <laughs> Yeah, or uh, what was it, 80, 1980, USSR, even though they, they boycotted the game. Yeah, she, exactly. was there. she was there. Um but uh, no, I mean it's an impressive career that she has, and she's doing really great things outside the games. But she was, she would definitely be one. Like there are certain athletes that you want to meet in your lifetime, and obviously I would love to meet Michael Phelps because he is the best ever, probably athlete, athlete ever, ever of all time in terms of of you know medal count, just you know his longevity in in, the, in you know that in, in swimming where you know it's yeah. the, the young folks that are winning the medals and he just kept on going and going yeah and going. you're usually and done i'm sure there's a lot of young people like get, can you fucking retire yeah. so i can win a fucking medal yeah i mean that was actually what i well we'll talk about it when we get to the olympics yeah. sorry i was gonna sidetrack us uh but i mean just even even in the four by 400 which was so amazing to watch today she didn't really have a lot left she was able to stretch a lead a little bit yeah in the second leg of the race uh, but she, you know, she she lost it a little bit. She looked like she had a little bit of a, an issue with her hip, but mm-hmm. she still was able to stretch and the I lead she out. Barely, she barely <clears throat> qualified for these Olympics yeah. too. Which you know, I mean, barely qualifying at her age—that's very impressive still, because there are so many younger women under her that are in you know probably better shape because they're younger. I mean, their endurance is much better than than you know what she can sustain. But she was able to make the team, and I'm, I'm very happy that she was able to do it. I mean, that's that. I mean, I don't think people really comprehend how amazing it is and not for a ton of money either not many for a ton of olympics money. well i mean she makes endorsements but she's not definitely not as highly paid as you know like, rogers yeah exactly or, or a lot of athletes like in football and basketball and you know we're just women in sports in general uh but i mean it's it's uh i mean it's it's, it's amazing what she's been able to do and absolutely. this is a good story too absolutely thank you allison felix enjoy your retirement i hope to see you on a wheaties box 
or some I'm sure endorsement. she's been on Wheaties boxes already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has but, a whole collection of Wheaties <clears throat> boxes, I'm sure. But that 400 was really impressive today. The way that they, the way that they, all four women came through, mm-hmm. and it looks like we might have another gold medal in uh, three years uh, with the team, the younger, pe- uh, the younger uh, folks on that team that won no, a bunch of gold right yeah. themselves. Yeah. Just like the other girl on that team, she's like 21 years old. Oh, That's the like Harvard Mc, grad? McLaugh, McLaughlin. Also the Harvard grad, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like a couple of girls on that team that are, uh, that, that, yeah, for, for years to come, they'll definitely be bringing golds back from the Olympics. Um, hey, you, but, see that, also, you see that, man? You see that, man? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's how you run right there. You don't drop the baton. <laughs> well, I mean, I know we'll talk about the Olympics, but when Kevin yeah. Hart goes out and tells you you can't, you can't actually, you know, the men are incapable of exchanging the baton in a 4 by 100 and then you go out. Three minutes later, and prove to Kevin Hart that you can't right. exchange the yeah, baton right. in the four by one hundred. Yeah, it was. Uh, you got it, one job. It was quite. Just hand the fucking baton <laughs> over, man. One job. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, man, is our Thurston goal stat of the week. Our tag stat of the week. All right, Friday. This week we've gone through a bunch of groups in the NFL quarterbacks. Sec. Uh, we've gone through the quarterbacks. We've gone through the backfields. We've gone through the offensive line, the defensive line. We're gonna go through the secondaries. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's fun. <laughs> it sucks this year talking about this because the Eagles are always at last in everything, or they're not even on the board. Well, I mean, you have the Falcons. There's always the <laughs> there's always the Falcons. Yeah, that's that's great company to be in. <laughs> there's always, yeah. you know, if it's not the Falcons or the Texans, like you know that you're not gonna be dead last in every category. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because twenty nine, <laughs> you're not last. At least there's the Falcons <laughs> and the Texans out there. We're gonna go through the secondary groups. Uh, coming in about this in 2018, <laughs> <laughs> 32, the Atlanta Falcons, the 31 Dallas Cowboys. Friday, what say you? That's true. I, I, I don't, that do, is I don't, lower than I, expected. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, their secondary has struggled just like the Eagles. And I'm surprised that the Eagles are not on this list yet, but that is, yeah. that's low for the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. But they've, they've, they've bolstered defense a little bit. Uh, 30 Detroit Lions. I the Eagles. That's good. <laughs> Sorry, you got Detroit, you got the Texans, I know. <laughs> yeah. and you got the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, but Detroit comes in at number at 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raiders coming in at 29. Yeah. All those draft picks that Gruden mm-hmm. keeps stockpiling, spent a bunch of them this year, still with a secondary rank 29. That's mm-hmm. going to make it hard on Derek Carr. Ah, uh, number 28. Well, I'm surprised. I'm Robert going Salas, list. New I'm York like Jets. waiting for that Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> to appear. And I'm going to scroll nice and slow. Uh, but 28, New York Jets. Uh, okay, we'll see. I, I, I'm going to have well, high Jets hopes. Jets could be at the bottom of I'm going to have high too, yeah. hopes for the New York Jets. Ooh, number 27, oh, the oh. Jacksonville Jaguars Friday. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. They should be better than that yeah. with all the draft picks and the young players they have. Oh, number 26. No Eagles yet. The 26th, the Seattle Seahawks. What do you think this says about Sonia's Seattle Seahawks and their chances to be competitive this year? Uh, in that division? In that division. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be kind I of mean, competitive, I mean, if, if, you know, I mean, they, if they were in the NFC East. I already don't agree with this list because the Eagles are not on this list yet, and they have a terrible secondary. Uh, but I, mean, I, th- Seahawks, I think, I think the Seahawks are a little bit better than what they rated right here. All right. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, uh, I Griffin left. I think the defensive scheme, just, you know, doesn't matter who the players like their names on the team just because they're not well known doesn't mean they're not going to be coached up well yeah for sure to and, and, but adams may be a little bit of a drama for them mm-hmm. this year because mm-hmm. they don't have a contract with him yet here we go finally the philadelphia eagles with studs like darius slay okay that's one one <laughs> good avante player. maddox yeah avante maddox zach mcpherson yeah, look at yeah. those names household names <laughs> one and all 
nothing strikes fear in you like <laughs> McPherson. Well, Slay is good. No, Slay. I mean, he's the only good player. Yeah, oh, Avante Maddox. They went out and, and picked him up. Yeah, but but I like Avante Maddox. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. Number twenty-four, the Houston Texans finally coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty-three, Carolina Panthers. Not mm-hmm. shocking. Yeah. Twenty-two to Cardinals. That's going to make it hard on their third-year quarterback. Uh, twenty-one to Tennessee Titans. Lower than I expected for a team that claims to be competing for an for an AFC Championship game appearance. That seems low. I mean, secondaries are, are they're hard to assemble. This shouldn't be that hard. The players I mean, are cheap. I mean, except for the corners that, you know, that like Jalen I mean, Ramsey it, it, that want a bunch of money. I mean, it makes it difficult for these guys. I mean, you know, there's so many PI penalties, you know, that, that probably shouldn't be called pass interference penalties. I mean, you can't touch the guys anymore. Like, you know, there's not as much physical play as there used to be. Like, they don't you sound like a politician have, now. Yeah, well. <laughs> I sound like a defensive you back. You can't touch anybody <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Titans, I expected to be a little bit higher than this. Uh, what do you think about the Niners coming in at number 20? That's I, their defense. Well, actually, you know, their their linebacking core has always been their strength. Uh, so, yeah, that's actually not, not their as, quarterback position. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't, don't, don't talk shit about Jimmy G. Yeah, they got to make a trade. The 19 is Chicago Bears. Man, it just gets worse and worse for the Chicago Bears. But I think their front four... And their linebackers are good enough that you never ball never makes it to the secondary. <laughs> uh, Eighteen Kansas City. That seems lower than I would have expected for a team that butchers their defense yep. in the offseason. Yep. Seventeen. Your New Orleans Saints. <laughs> Why are they mine? I don't know. Hey. I hadn't said it yet. <laughs> and the next team up, your Minnesota Vikings. Your your. Yeah. The Until Vikings. we get to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are I'm sure pretty far up this list. Uh, I'm actually shocked we haven't seen them yet. No, I'm I'm not shocked at all. I mean, well, we lost we lost some guys. Yeah, well, Minka's still back there, man. Uh, yeah, that's true. He's our he's our Darius late times too. Yeah. Uh, Vikings at 16. No one cares about the Vikings except for people in Minnesota. Number 15 of Bengals. That's actually higher mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than I expected the Bengals to come in, but they did sign Mike Hilton from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Chargers at 14, helping out Justin Herbert in that offense. The Chargers secondary is continuing to improve. 13, your Indianapolis Colts, because you love Carson Wentz. Xavier Rhodes continues to be overrated. Uh, Kenny Moore. Okay. Ah, 12, the Steelers, higher than I expected. I don't know. Cam I- Sutton. Mike Hilton. Well, let's see. We lost Steve Nelson and we lost Mike Hilton. Yeah. Uh, Cam Sutton is there. Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden. Thank goodness is still there. Mika Fitzpatrick is still there. Uh, but leaving, you know, Stephen Nelson actually was an underrated corner. That's a pretty solid secondary right there. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't mind to have. I would have liked to have kept Mike Nelson or uh, Mike Hilton. He, he wasn't that expensive. Uh, Eleven. Washington football team. Ronnie, the beast of the East no, yeah, with their, the defense. Their defense is. I, Wait, the Cowboys were down here, so that's good. Uh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, the Washington Redskins, for many years, they were an underrated defense, but now people are starting to take notice. Yeah. I, they, I agree with that. They are solid. They just had a quarterback. They do. <laughs> they do. The they, bearded wonder. They do have a quarterback. That is true. <laughs> it is true. Uh, maybe uh, maybe his ankle will be healed from that last MMA fight before he goes out there. <laughs> Number 10, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are going to be a dangerous team in that division. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fun division at yeah. East. Uh, number east. number that nine. east <laughs> that east they're gonna be good uh, yeah with uh, with Mac Jones behind center for the, yeah. for the Patriots uh, the LA Rams coming in at number nine Franny nine nine center field nine this team's high for me mm-hmm. this seems a little high to me 
solid. They solid Ben. They they are solid, but they are still the Rams. Eight. An embarrassment of riches in Tampa Bay. The secondary on top of a, a single digit ranking for their defensive line yep. and linebacker core mm-hmm. coming in at number eight. Ay ay ay. What what can you do in Tampa Bay? Uh number seven, your New York <laughs> Giants, Ronnie. They are your New York Giants. It's <laughs> your division. It's in my division, but they're not. Oh, well, look my. at this. Janoris Jenkins. James Bradbury Ettery Jackson. That's a long ass <laughs> name. Uh, B.W. Webb, Eli, Eli Apple, really? Yeah, I know, Eli really? Apple. Like, he's, really? He's, yeah, they shouldn't even mention his name right there. Oh, my God, the Giants. Give me a break. Wait. Well, what do you think about the Giants secondary? What do you think about their uh, chances whatever. to... Who do you think is going to win the division? Uh, Right now, if I had to bet on it, I would say the Cowboys. I mean, I'd say that, but, I mean, right now, they have the the best... Quarterback. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the third best quarterback in the league. Yeah, thanks, Ben. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean they have the best team. There's a lot of talent. On, One of the, on the best Cowboys. running backs in the league who's yeah, all, going to court for because no, his they, dog attacks they, someone else they, again. They definitely have the best talent on that team. It just depends on uh, how they perform. I mean, last year they also had this a lot of the same guys minus Dak Prescott. But you know, we'll see what they were. They were two and three with that Dak Prescott. All right. We forget about that. You don't want to say injury. Anything, you don't want to say anything nasty about the Giants and do another shot. Uh, not not that JP Weisers. <laughs> no, that stuff is disgusting right there. All right, well, I'll have to then. Uh, Green Bay Packers. Oh, I know. We haven't seen a couple of the uh, the AFC <laughs> None of them. North teams. Just the Bengals. Yep. Uh, the Green and Bay Packers. Because my the team is so terrible. I mean, I need to leave this team. I mean, it's awful. I mean, I, I don't have any. There's no talent there in Green nothing. Bay. I, just, I need to go. I need to leave. I want to go to the Raiders. I want to go to the, yeah, I want to go to the Raiders or the Broncos <laughs> and their storied past. Well, the Broncos have a storied past, but not the Raiders anymore. Uh, the Patriots coming in number five. This this shocked me that it was mm-hmm. this high. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, that's good. And they're negotiating with him Not as bad. well, but it looks like it's going to be a one-year deal. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, an embarrassment of riches in Buffalo on the receiving side of the ball as well as on the front line, offensive mm-hmm. line, and now the secondary. Mm-hmm. The Bills could be scary if Josh Allen could finally get it together even more so than last year. The Cleveland Browns. Oh, Ben, here we are. I haven't seen – I haven't. well – we're just now seeing the Browns. We have the not seen Cleveland Baltimore Ravens on here either. So that's going to be number two or number one. What are we supposed to do? What can the Steelers do? I'm not going to lose. Uh, I mean, you might as clearly well just the give Ra- up. You know clearly what? the Ravens are going to be the one of the next two teams on this list. So uh, what are the Steelers supposed to do with the kind of defenses they're going to face with the fucking Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Nick, uh, you know Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and the rest of those guys, especially on that Cleveland team, it's going to be a, a a tough season for the Steelers to get through this division. Nah. We should have won a Super Bowl when the division suck balls, but we didn't. So instead, there were other teams standing in your way. We're here stuck with the fucking Browns. Mm-hmm. How are the, the Browns shouldn't be ranked third in anything. They shouldn't be ranked third in anything. Not running. Not passing. Not secondary, not linebackers. The rest of the league should be making sure that this does not happen. Mm-hmm. Franny, I'm disgusted. All right, I have a shot in front of me. Let's say something bad about number two because number two is going to be the Ravens. Number oh, two is, is the Ravens. Oh, man, three and two. Oh, look at these studs. Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters is 30-some years old. Oh, yeah, they're definitely number two. No. The, 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 the Ravens secondary is not as good as this list indicates. They're linebackers. Their their defensive line, yes, but their secondary is not this good. And number one, the Denver Broncos, uh, where everybody wants to play. Nah. But fuck the Ravens and fuck the Browns. Well, cheers to you, Ben, on that punishment shot right there. Uh, I, should, I should have put you more in there because you just said fuck both teams. 
I don't know if I could do this. I don't know. Yeah, you can. You can. You can do it, Ben. Uh, all right, let's Cheers do it. I think we might have to get a replacement for this bottle. This no, is bad. No, no, this stuff is going to stay on the table until we finish it. All right, let's do I'm it. I'm going to be drinking another bottle pretty soon. Ugh. Ah. Hmm. That is so bad. It is not good. That is <laughs> That's so for sure. bad. I'm getting that, that, uh, the feeling I got when I was like 17 years old when I would when I first tasted bourbon, like where mm-hmm. you where, as soon as it, you swallow it, was probably it, bad bourbon. It was wild turkey. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> as soon as you, but as, as soon as it hits your your tongue and you swallow it, you automa- your your body gag is, reflex. It, it, their gag reflex starts. Mm-hmm. That's what that is giving me. And very few alcohols will do it just like that. Will give me that gag reflex at my age. That's doing it. All right, Friday number one, the Denver Broncos. We'll see you in Denver next year, Aaron Rodgers. Ronnie, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of oh, man. the week. Can we talk and about something else in between? Ben, like, it is an can honor. We, can I get a minute to digest that other shot? I'll just talk a little bit longer. It's Whew. an honor of the Hall of Fame game. We finally saw some football action. Did you watch any of that game, Ben? I did. I did watched you? a little bit of Haskins yeah. and Rudolph. Yeah, I did. I mean, you know, on a Olympics, replay. I didn't watch it in real time. Yeah, I mean, the Olympics. You know, I mean, they're, they're they're still they were ongoing at the time. They're just about over. I think the closing ceremony is uh, probably in a few hours. Um, but uh, you know, I didn't really watch <sighs> any of this game. I saw early on the Cowboys were up three nothing, and I was just hoping that the Cowboys would lose the game. You know, they're playing against the Steelers, which is. You know, my second favorite team right behind the Eagles, and I always root for them unless they're playing the Eagles. Um, But, yeah, I'm not sure, you know, who played, how anybody performed. I guess you said there was no touchdowns. I think the final score was like 16-3. to But uh, And Bill Cowher was there down there on the field with uh, Mike Tomlin. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, tonight's shot. Looking to take his job, maybe? Tonight's shot, Ben. Is in honor of that, but also <laughs> on top just, of that, why did I just push to do that shot, not remembering that the shot was the next thing on the agenda? But, but on top of that, not only was it the first football action that we've had in months, but it was a Steelers win, and from here on forward, for the the life of this podcast, we will take <laughs> spicy shots. All right, it's going to be a lot of spicy shots. Spicy shots. As long, and it's not going to be, once Roethlisberger retires, we're not going to have any more spicy When shots. Hall of Famer Dwayne Haskins is on the field. When future Hall of Famer Dwayne Haskins is leading this team to victory. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to happen. So we'll definitely be a lot of sweet shots once Dwayne Haskins takes, Dwayne Haskins takes the role as starting quarterback for the Steelers. Um, but uh, tonight, shot Ben, you actually came up with the name, which was perfect for a Hall of Fame game, is a jalapeno shot, and it is the Hall of Fame Shot. Yep. J- Hall of Fame a- game this week. L A Fame. Hall of Fame shot, Ben. That was that was spectacular. I, I didn't even think about that. Like it wasn't even going through my mind. But you're really you're doing a really good job with coming up names for the shots. Like you, you, you gotta know, get me before the I way, drink the uh what, do you, the way, what is that? JP JP Weisers. Yeah. Before that. <laughs> yeah. But Ooh. I mean, you know, the way your brain works, it's it, it's miraculous <laughs> what you come up with. It's not not too <laughs> impressive right now. But, uh, yeah, tonight's shot, it was actually a very easy shot to concoct. Oh, my it God, look at that shot. tequila, which Ben loves tequila. I mean, I actually don't mind good tequila, but you keep refusing <laughs> to use the Patron that I'm putting in the refrigerator specifically so that you will use decent I don't, tequila. I'm, no, no, we're going to use the bad tequila, Ben. Actually, Don Sergio tequila is not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not, but the Patron yeah. in there is better. The Patron, nah, Patron is overrated for the price. Patron yeah. is actually way more expensive than it should be. It has really good marketing. That's pretty much all it has. Uh, but tonight's shot is concocted with the Don Sergio tequila and also jalapeno brine. 
Ben. So instead of pickle brine, so it's very similar to a pickle back shot, but this is a jalapeno back shot. And on top, Ben, in your shot glass, we have some slices of jalapeno. In yours, I made sure that the jalapeno was infusing itself into your shot. Wait, you could, yours is not. It's a little bit. It's touching. It's just, it's just a little I touch. I think we should switch these shots. No, I, no, no, I think no, no, your no. goal no, no, is no, to no, make no, the spicy no. shots so spicy so that I don't want to do them anymore. Yeah, I'm going to use ghost peppers for yours next time. You're not even going to know. But I'll use that. You're make a paste out of it. Oh. You're gonna mix it uh, up. I want to see a, steam coming out of your ears. A mortise. What do you call that thing? A mortise and uh, what's that bowl that you cr- that, like? The bartenders use to like sort of crush uh, up. Oh, that smells good. That jalapeno. Mortise and pestle, or pestle and mortise. That smells good right there. Mm-mm-mm. I will not eat these jalapenos, but that smells. Yeah, good. I doubt I'm gonna eat the jalapeno. Yeah, I know. But Ben, let's take a shot. Let's take the shot. Because you didn't take the seeds out of it. Now I got seeds in here too. Good, good. Cheers I'm, to you. I'm ben. afraid of this one. And it, it looks like a pickleback shot, but it's the jalapeno brine instead. So It smells spicy. Oh, oh man. It smells good, though. <laughs> it it does. smells good. It does. You know what? I, I forgot to rim it with tahini. That, I was so stupid. Like, after I poured the shot in, I'm like, fuck. How do I go back and rim it with tahini? Because it, the, the glasses should technically be empty. You when need you to go it. up in space with Jeff Bezos uh, for a second. Yeah, exactly. And then- Yep, yep. Turn it upside down. Turn it upside down and do it, and then just come back down. Well, cheers, Ben. Cheers to you. I'm sure you'll love this shot. You love the spicy ones. I know, but I'm afraid because I got seeds in there. Yep. No, well, uh-huh. I do not. I do not. You want some? No. Cheers All to right, you. let's do it. Oh, my God. That is good. It tastes very, very good. That is actually a very good fucking shot. That's actually a really good shot, but I'm afraid of what's coming. Mm. Is it coming? Is the spice coming? No, it's like it has the no, right actually, wow amount of spice. Well, wow, that's perfect without eating the jalapeno. No, without yeah, maybe with if you eat those, yeah, it'd be spicy. But I mean, that's that is the right amu- amount of spice. That was really fucking with good. The brine, the and brine was a really good idea. Did you think of that? No, uh, <laughs> did you? Google thought no. of it. Google thought of it. Hello, Google. But. <laughs> But, I mean, that is an excellent fucking shot. I mean, the brine and the spice, you don't even taste the tequila. I mean, there's alcohol in there, and you can almost, I mean, there's there's almost no trace of it. It's it's It completely disappeared because of the amount of brine and the right amount of spice. That is a really good shot right this there. This is like the perfect shot for like a, like a Los Angeles party. Why right, boss? Well, you get the taco <laughs> truck to show up. You got these shots on the table. No, these would, I mean, they would pair perfectly with, um, you know, uh, you know, like uh, oh my you know, god, that was good. Whatever spicy grub you're eating, whoo, But it dissipates quickly enough. I mean, I can still taste a little bit of the spice I at the back of my throat. Nibble on one of these jalapenos. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that. Let me just nibble. Yeah, it's, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Yeah, no, Wait man, that shot that was probably that might be in your top ten. That was I would I would you know we're gonna rank these shots now. I'm gonna give that a ten. That was actually much way better than I expected. Uh, I'm not actually, any more of that jalapeno. way better than I expected. Whew. I'm gonna give it a ten as well. Mm-hmm. That was I mean it's an interesting because you get the salty brininess with the spice and you don't taste the tequila at all. I mean it 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 it, it completely completely neutralizes the flavor of the tequila. But it just tastes nice. I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's it, that is. A I, did, really, I didn't expect brine and spice really, to taste that good. That is a really nice shot. Although we did wow. skip over the uh, Olympics update. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We did. But what, that, are we up to, what are we updating? <laughs> that is that is pretty. That shot was amazing. Well, we'll go. We'll go to that now. 
but what is, but the inspiration was the Steelers mm-hmm. winning the game. That was one of Friday's best shots. Uh, again, the ingredients. That was a motivating factor. Um, it was uh, jalapeno uh, brine. So pickled jalapenos, basically. You just buy a bottle of that. You pour the liquid from the pickled jalapenos in um, to the glass, you know, maybe about halfway or so. You pour the rest of the tequila in there. And then we also had um, some uh, jalapenos, or some sliced jalapenos. You know, stick some toothpicks in there and just layer, layer that right on top of the glass. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. One of the better shots we've had on the Actually, show. Actually, that was probably one of the better spicy shots For we've had, sure. too. That was really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our Olympic update. Well, of course. I'm not sure what we're updating. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just want to hear your thoughts on the Olympics, Ronnie. I I got it up. I got the website up here. What do you want to look at? You want to look at? You want to break down the medals? Well, so, I mean, we can look at the medal well, count. What were your What were your favorite uh, moments from what you watched personally? Uh, you know that 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 men's um, four hundred meter hurdles was pretty amazing. Yep. Where um, the Norwegian guy and the American, you know, they they both broke the the world record I mean the existing world record they both broke it I mean in under under 46 seconds for the hurdles I mean that's something that they thought you know like the announcers on the show who are also athletes themselves they didn't think they would see that happen for at least another 10-20 years but they shattered that two guys not one guy but two guys shattered the world record that was amazing to watch and and, you know you mentioned this off the podcast also that 15 year old Alaskan girl that one, I forget the which event broke. was it the, the 100 meter breaststroke. Was it the 100 or whatever? I can't remember exactly which one it was, but I mean that was amazing because in Alaska, I mean the only pool that they have there is a 25 meter pool, not a 50 meter yeah, pool. Get with it, Alaska. You're yeah. inside most Come of the on. time. Come on. But uh, that was also pretty amazing to watch, and just I mean all the events that you don't really watch throughout the year. I mean these are the best athletes competing in those sports. I mean I'm watching stuff that I, mean, I like. I, women's diving, I never watch, but that was amazing to see that little 14 year old Chinese. Girl, nobody could compete beat with them. the world champion and yep. make it look like a breeze. Yeah, like like she didn't even like like it wasn't even like close. She was dropping a quarter in the pool. Exactly, and that's what like that's how much splash she was making. Yeah, I mean, drop like a I silver mean, dollar from thirty feet, three stories up, Ben. Three stories up, you're diving into the pool and there's no splash. I mean, I would break, I would break myself. Like yeah. I'd break multiple exactly. bones doing that. But I mean, what were some, what were some of your? Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't remember her name. I can't. I think it was Allison. I could be wrong. Or Jacoby, uh, Allison Jacoby. I think it might have been the name. But I probably got the first name wrong. Uh, the Alaskan woman that won. Uh, April Ross and Alex Kleiman went in the. That's right. The beach volleyball. The beach volleyball gold. Yeah, she's been going on for like. I mean, probably since like two thousand yeah. Sydney games. Yeah, I mean those those two were really amazing. Uh, the, the the actual the the volleyball's going on right now. Looks like the the women are going to win over. Uh, Brazil in the gold medal match looks like they've got that wrapped up after a really difficult loss to Russia or to ROC sorry to the Russian Olympic (laughs) Committee they lost in in miserable fashion to Russia they bounced back and came back and it looks like they're about to win uh, the gold medal obviously the 400 meter relay uh, with the women and the men winning back to back relays the men crushed it the women crushed it uh, you know, just well, didn't the men fail? Uh, what's that? The men, like the four by one hundred, isn't that where they like dropped? Oh, the, the four. Yeah, they had a really yeah. difficult exchange, and then after the, they got too much uh, grief, I think, for what happened. Mm-hmm. Just people read way too much into it. I think it's in their head. Uh, I went back and I watched the last three four by one hundreds before this one, where they hadn't been successful. They did win a silver, and then it was 
it, they got a disqualification because the one of the one of the people or one of the runners was uh, tested positive for steroids. So the I think it, they haven't won a medal since like 2004. Uh-huh. But the last three four by 100s had a gentleman by the name of Usain Bolt running yeah. for yeah. for Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica in the event. Although this, they still didn't medal, with the exception of that of that that silver that got called back. Uh, they just they fumbled a, they fumbled a, you know I just think they need to have different a different approach to it. Uh, you know I love watching you know the, the diving events as, as Franny mentioned with the, with the Chinese they were just I, I've never seen anything like that. I mean that was just mind boggling how good they were at what they did. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other. I mean the the, with, uh, the back the, the guy that, that just won the marathon from he was on the cover here. Was he was it from Kenya? Yeah, I think Kenya. Uh, I think he was from yeah from Kenya. Won in 2012 and in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Molly Seidel, who in her third ever marathon got the bronze medal for the United mm-hmm. States. No one expected the United States to even be close to meddling in that. Third ever marathon wins the bronze medal. Yep. Uh, so many, you know, just an interesting events watching archery, watching the shot put, the men get the bronze. Yeah, the, that was also the, 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 the gold, the gold and, the, and the silver right there. And I mean, the both silver. guys, you know, disappointed that they're throwing Olympic record, you know, shot puts. And then that final throw, uh, the, the gold the world medal guy, record. I mean, he breaks the world record. I think that's what they were so disappointed about because they knew they could do it. But that was also, I mean, just watching both of them just battle each other and try to get to the world record mark. That was pretty amazing. And that Hassan uh, from uh, from the Netherlands, the long distance runner, the the female runner, uh, I mean, to Three fall medals. to fall in the qualifications to get up off her ass and just fucking finish the race in first place to qualify. I mean, that I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're one of the runners that took place. On, on on in that event in the qualifications and you lose to somebody that fell that, that fell down yeah you should be in the Olympics yeah and she <laughs> she collapsed tonight in whatever it was the the ten thousand or whatever it was tonight she she won and collapsed right afterwards yeah yeah I mean that that's a tiring event I mean you know and also you know Simone Simone Biles you know um with 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 uh, her her you know her aunt dying you know a couple yeah, days yeah, before yeah. the whole event and everything I mean winning a bronze medal winning a, a she won a silver medal as well with uh, the with the team with I, the, with yeah. team, I guess team actually was she part of the team competition I'm not even sure uh, but you she know dropped I mean, just, out, just, but I'm not sure you know even watching uh, Suni Lee win, win the, the gold the, the gold after, medal with all that pressure she, on her yeah all, all the pressure on her and everybody expects Simone Biles to win the gold medal and there's a spotlight on Simone Biles. But they're not talking about these other girls that also play that also you know took place in these other events that did win medals as well. Um, that was that was amazing for Suni Lee to pick it up for she the Americans. And now since 2004, there's or was it 2000? There's always been an American woman winning the gold in the individual competition, which is pretty amazing because yeah, it I was always the, like the Romanians yeah. and the Russians. But since then, it's it's been the Americans. And I think they got the gold in the team because of because of the actually I think they still got the gold in the team. No silver or silver in the yeah. team, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I and it, it, one of the motivating factors, I guess, for Suni Lee is that actually the Russian, uh, the, the head, the head coach or whatever you call them for the the Russian team had said before the match, you know, to the women, don't you know, you, you know, don't worry, uh, you know, after Simone Biles dropped out, she said he said, don't worry, seven Simone Biles is seventy percent of the women's gymnastic team, mm-hmm. and then Suni Lee went out and got the gold medal. Uh, you know, so many, you know, just so many interesting events. I mean, the rowing events, the, the, that's so much fun to watch. Actually, uh, you just, you don't real. I mean, the, the, the arms on those people, man, those, I mean, those women, the women biceps, the kayak, the, the kayakers. I was like, man, I was damn. like, I mean, I could work out for the next 
15 years doing nothing but curls and skull crushers, and my my arms are not going to look like that. That nice. And what was it? That, was she from the Netherlands? or from, Oh, no, from uh, maybe it was from New Zealand? Might have been New Zealand, woman yeah, won yeah. a whole bunch of... She won a whole bunch of rowing, uh, kayaking, whatever it was, a canoeing um, medals. I mean, she, she was fucking amazing. But let's uh, let's see what we got for the medal The medal count. count. The medal we count. have the United States at number one with 110 medals banned right behind them. Tying China. China, which has 87 medals, the same amount of gold medals, 38 for each country. Japan. Japan, that is in, that is impressive for Japan. I mean, it's... it's, it's baseball. Their home, baseball back. It's their home uh, Olympics, uh, 58 medals. Uh, they're in third place just based on the amount of uh, gold medals that they won. Great Britain actually had 64, 21 gold medals, the ROC, the Russian Olympic Committee with 70, which would you know be third, but they have less gold medals. And then Australia, also very impressive. Australia is always impressive in the Summer Olympics uh, for, you know, for such a small population, huge ass continent, but a small population, 46 medals in sixth place there. And then the Netherlands, cold. Yeah. It is cold in the Netherlands. Yep. But, you know, 10 gold medals, 12 silver, 14 bronze, 36 right there. Italy, also oh, very impressive. 40. Another amazing moment for me in the mm-hmm. in watching uh, the Italian runner get the, the, the fastest man in the world title, winning the 100, and then coming back after the Americans failed to qualify and winning the four by 100. Yep. Italia. Uh-huh. Italia. I mean, that, but that shocked the world. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, I'm always excited, you know, when the, when the Olympics roll around, you know, unfortunately we had to wait an extra year for this. And unfortunately there's also no fans in the stands. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, that, that also changes the viewing experience. You know, the atmosphere completely changes. I mean, you know, when you're, you know, the hundred meter dash, remember when Usain Bolt is doing his thing or when Michael Phelps was doing his thing, you have the, you have the, the stands yep, full going crazy. of folks just cheering these guys on. And we just didn't get that experience, but there were so many good stories to go around. But one thing I would say, I wish there were fans in the stands, but I liked the at home videos. Yeah. I liked actually getting to watch the, the people that were supporting each individual athlete yeah. as they won. And they got to talk to him afterwards. I wish the fans that like the stands were full, mm-hmm. and you got to see that. Yeah. That would be like the and, best, I mean, uh, especially the Alaskan girl uh, that won. Yeah, I mean the whole gym was old. full. I mean that was all that was the entire population of Alaska. Right yeah, there. I mean that was amazing. And I mean it, you, Team USA got the water polo gold. The women got the gold. Not the men. Not the men. The men. Sucked. But the, I, I still am impressed with you know because water polo is not very big in the U.S. No, yeah, but the I mean, women were dominant in Europe. But I mean it's it's for women. You know they're they're pretty solid, but for the men to battle against these guys, because I did watch that quarterfinal game against Spain, and Spain was considered a gold medal favorite, and they really held their own up until just about the third quarter. And I was rooting them on. Unfortunately, they lost, but you know, kudos to them still. Yeah, and I mean USA basketball. Obviously, we get the gold for yeah. them and the women. They started but off slow, but yeah, we got there. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant carried that team. Yeah, yeah. Well, for much that, yeah. much of the run. Uh, but can you say the United States got the gold medal for stroke play? Golf for the women and for the men. Four-day tournament. They won gold for the women and mm-hmm. for the men. India got their first ever track and field medal. I think it was in... And India also... Javelin? And they played great in badminton. No, no, not only badminton, but also India. Their first, Why isn't cricket a sport? Their first medal in uh, field hockey, because field hockey is huge in India, and it was their first medal since like 19... No, gold medal since 1954 or something. So, I mean, oh, really? Yeah, it was it was like a long stretch uh, stretch right there where they didn't win a gold medal, but that's like one of their country's like top sports, and they finally won one for sure. And uh, Canada gets the gold medal for the women in the soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
awesome. Went all the way to to kicks. The goalie for or the goaltender, I should say, for for Canada played amazing. And actually, Canada, I think it was our first ever gold medal in soccer. They beat Sweden. Yeah, but they also beat the U.S., which was you know in, they also in, beat the U.S. I, which was I'm which, just which, to forget is, about that. Which is uh, it's a disappointment for women's. They were soccer. supposed to win, yeah, right? They were, they were the gold medal, heavy gold medal favorites to win. And I mean, they still got the bronze, which you know it's it's impressive to get any medal at the Olympics. I don't care, but I mean, they, they have such a strong team. Yeah. I mean, you know that that women's team is it's a really good team that they've assembled, and you know, kudos to Canada. But to lose, I, w- I was so I mean, I was really rooting for Canada because essentially Canada is the United States; it's right above us here, and you know, can't really tell us apart because no one really talks about Canada except for A, <laughs> except That's... for A. Uh, let's see what else did I have? Uh, oh, what was his name? Uh... Uh, Damian Warner went into decathlon for Canada. First ever, I think, first ever decathlon win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just uh, I, it was just moment after moment after moment for me. Even watching handball, like I was trying to explain yeah. the, the game that we played when I was a kid, yeah. where you didn't have to dribble the ball and you just banged into each other and tackled each other and then were able to just shoot without dribbling. We called it rod. Apparently, the world calls it handball. And also Fiji. Again, oh, Fiji with the medal. Yeah, Fiji once again with I mean I mean fucking tiny island. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and they won the rugby. I mean, it was great to see rugby actually uh added to the Olympics. Is there any other sport that, though, Ben, that you would add to the Cricket. Olympic schedule? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean because so many countries play it. I mean, India obviously yeah, would be competitive. Well, yeah, India, Australia, Australia, Australia. I don't know if Great England, Britain also, yeah. Or Great Britain, sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how many other countries, but yeah, I mean, they might as well add that too. I mean, if, I mean, if they have baseball, I mean, if handball's a sport, I mean, well, I, baseball, well, handball's pretty big in Europe. I mean, handball's <laughs> big in Europe, uh, but you know, it cricket, looks like an intramural watching, something actually, you would do after work. Actually, technically, cricket probably has more followers since uh, India has a billion people, and so you know, just a billion people following one sport—that's a lot of folks uh, right there. But yeah, I mean, cricket would definitely be a good sport to add to that. Uh, what else? could they add to the Olympic program? I love BMX. Bowling. I love BMX. Bowling would actually be a good one too because the entire world does, you know, yeah. or, uh, I mean, what, you have archery. What about, what about, and, uh, well, that, what about, what about, what about pool? Uh, the pool should probably be, yeah. a, I mean, some of these, like some of these sports don't, I mean, you got 45 year old people competing in the, in the skeet shooting competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, why can't you have bowling or, or, uh, billiards or mm-hmm. pool Yeah, as well? I mean, for the home country, I don't know what they're going to add in, in Beijing. Or, I, or what about, um, e-gaming? Oh God, no! Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, no, no, that's no. also a global sport. I it's know, a global but it's sport. It's not a real sport. It's 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 not. Thumbs real. are not sport. But there's millions of people that follow it too. I mean, there's like a lot of the world. The young, if you want to get a younger generation of folks to watch this, maybe you add that. Well, they, they added skateboarding. No, well, yeah. I mean, well, also, you know, uh, I think that was part of the Olympics the last, and definitely because that's also a yeah. global sport as well. And it's that's a very difficult physical sort of sport. There's a lot of people that take spills. Sustain injuries in that, just like BMX was a lot of fun to watch. You oh know. yeah, BMX was fun. Yeah. Well, I don't remember. Did we get Did we get a medal in BMX? I am not. I don't remember. Let me see. But a lot of uh, I was I was I was surprised. That, you know, I I didn't realize that BMX was huge in South America. It seems like a lot of the South American countries are into the BMX cycling. Yeah, we got two golds. Mm-hmm. We got two golds, two silvers. And four bronze. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there were that many BMX events. Uh, but artistic swimming, I didn't get to watch any of that. Uh, badminton actually was fun. I like badminton because mm-hmm. I played it when I was a kid. What about competitive Tetris? Uh, yes, Sonny could enter. <laughs> uh, Pac-Man. Road cycling was interesting. Uh, the the uh, triathlon, I'm not sure. I know we didn't win in the triathlon. 
Uh, rhythmic g- gymnastics. That's something I did not get to see. That's the thing with the. I guess with the- I saw. I watched a little bit last night when I got home. Uh, boring. I mean, that's kind of boring. But I mean, it's obviously a a, a global sport. But oh, triathlon. Boring. We got three golds, three golds, yeah. two two silvers, and five bronze. Uh, but the swimmers. I mean, the swimming. Or is that all time? What's that? Is that all time or is that like just like this? Oh, this year. Oh, that was this year. Okay. But look at swimming: twenty six golds, twenty four silvers, and fifty bronze. The yeah. swimmers came yeah. through. Yeah, big time this guess. year. Someone had to pick up the slack for the men in the track and field events. <laughs> You're really disappointed. <laughs> well, and we would have had the and we would have had the gold in the pole vault if our if our uh, best pole vaulter wasn't uh, actually yeah. kicked out for for COVID. Even though there's not someone within 150 feet of you when you do the pole vault, for some reason they had to lo- lose him. Uh, wrestling, we got six golds. Weightlifting. Not a great. We used to be good with the with the with mm-hmm. Russia in the weightlifting, but we mm-hmm. only got four 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 and eight. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I can't say enough. I'm I'm I know there were the viewership was down this year for the Olympics. I'm not sure why that is or or what contributes to, to it because you think there'd be more people at home right. even this year than yeah. four years ago or five years ago. But you missed a great Olympics. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not watching it to me. I have been in a much better mood these last two weeks. Not watching the news, not reading the news, not read, just watching Olympics yeah. all night long, every night after work. And it's put me in a, a much, I mean, just watching how hard most of these, I know there, I know there was a lot of professional athletes in the Olympics and basketball, and I didn't know that women could play professional volleyball in Turkey and that a lot of our players actually play yeah, professional know, volleyball. Right? They, make, they make a career out of that because you don't, I mean, it, volleyball is not big here, but right across the pond it is. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that it was, it was, that there were this many professional leagues out there for some of these sports that I would not think that like there would water be. water polo, handball. Well, water polo is big in Europe, right? It's, it's huge. So, I mean, I, I can understand why there would be a league, but I mean, yeah. you know, like indoor volleyball, I wouldn't yeah. think there would be enough money to be made. Uh, but the women played really great in that. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally, I just thought it was a, you know, watching it as just, as just a sports fan, not caring Obviously, I wanted the U.S. to win in a lot of these events, but when you have a long running event, you don't expect the U.S. to be anywhere in it mm-hmm. unless it's you know a maximum of eight hundred meters. Yeah. Uh, but watching you know just some of these countries you know, do things that they had never done before, and watching these new sports like watching New Zealand and was it New Zealand in the United or New Zealand and France in the women's rugby final? I think that was what it was i think new zealand what? oh i think sure, france I won i don't know i think it was fun to watch won. though i did i did watch like not not the the gold medal match but uh you know just leading up like the preliminaries and also maybe the quarterfinal uh but it is uh it's it's a lot of fun to watch the women go out there and just run into each other and it's because you know i mean because obviously you know we watch They're football tough. we watch football you know we see the guys going at and hitting each other but like to see the women go out there and just like Ah, uh, just a, a strong physical, just you know, game, and just like they're they're fucking strong. Yeah, and I mean, they, they would and fucking they, kick and my they ass. hit each other. Yeah, yeah, they would kick my fucking ass. <laughs> oh, for These sure, women. I'm for sure. Squat like crazy amounts. I'm I don't sure. understand the scrum. I don't, yeah, understand, I don't understand the sort the of whole, weird yeah. uh, downward dog situation yeah, yeah. when you have to hand the ball off. And yeah, I'll get that. Stuff, I'll have but, to learn this, like learn the rules. Yeah, but the lateral, 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 and then someone just taking off. Yeah, uh, rugby's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I love this Olympics. I'm I'm sad it's over. Yeah, I know. And I know. You know, the United States tied China for the most gold medals and blew them away in the total medals. Mm-hmm. So for all those people that think the United States is on this decline in the sports world, we are not. We are still number one in the sports world. Mm-hmm. All right, Frank. That's right. Anything else to add? 
Uh, no, I mean, I, I just, I'm just sad to see it end just like you, Ben. I mean, you know, I, I look forward to the Olympics, uh, every four years or five years, unfortunately <laughs> this year, but, uh, you know, I just, I just love when the NBC programming comes on, you hear that, that music come on there and it's Olympic time. I mean, you know, ever since I was a little kid, just watching from like the 90, 1992 Barcelona games is the, like my first Olympics games that I can actually remember. And I was like six years old, you know, back then. Uh, but ever since then, the 92 Barcelona, 96 Atlanta, you know, uh, 2000 Sydney games and 2004 Athens and, you know, leading on to now, I mean, I've always been a big fan of both the summer and the winter Olympic games. Like you said, like you just kind of watch these games. I don't watch anything else while the, while the Olympics are on. I really don't watch any other programming. I don't watch, you know, that's why I haven't watched Ted Lasso. Because there's like five you know, channels. Like, you can watch I, USA. Yeah. You can watch like, there's like 10 channels. There's always something to watch. And, you know, it's just great to see all these Olympic moments. You just don't want to miss it. I mean, obviously you can see the replays, but you want to see it happen live. Like when Phelps was doing his thing in the pool yep. for so many years. I remember in 2008, um, I mean, just the 100 meter butterfly, that close finish um, with the other, I think it was a guy from Serbia or whatever. Uh, it barely, like it was like one one thousandth of a second. It was like some crazy finish. I mean, like it's those moments that you don't see these guys that train their entire yeah, life. Yeah, like Caleb Dressel winning yeah. 100, winning yeah. 50. Yeah. You know, winning yeah. the relay. I mean, it's just it it's it it represents it's the pinnacle of, yeah. of of athletics of and it, sports. And to me, it represents everything. Well, I'm not I'm not always the biggest fan of human beings, but it represents like all that's right with the world mm -hmm. is 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 within the Olympics. If you can put all of the pol politics and all the other shit aside for like just two weeks and just watch it for what it is, whether it's in Beijing, whether it's in Sochi, whether it's in Tokyo, wherever the hell it is, if you could mm -hmm. just put all your all the shit that's in your mind about the world aside and just watch the athletes. It is as good as it gets in, in viewing and just emotional enjoyment. Yeah. And we got 2024 Paris games and the 2028 Los Angeles games. Yeah. Man. We'll be broadcasting from my uh, upstate New York home <laughs> with my mother for those two weeks with the traffic in Los Angeles. So you'll see Friday and I, in New York, in four, in, in, heaven, uh, in seven gonna, years, we'll definitely have to, uh, you know, watch some of the events here in LA in twenty twenty eight. That's gonna be amazing. Yeah, third get, third Olympics get, that they, that Los Angeles will host. Yeah, we could probably get tickets for like archery and uh, oh, yeah, skeet. Yeah, yeah no, I'd watch whatever the fuck. We're I not care. getting soccer or uh, yeah. you know any of the or swimming or any of the major events. We probably won't get tickets, but we yeah. can go. We'll yeah. go watch a little yeah, skeet. Should we do a little bit of archery out here in the valley? Oh, are they? Yeah, I think so. I think archery, and uh, I'm not sure if they're doing the rowing events out here in the valley somewhere. Oh, yeah. Where would they do? Where would you have like, flat water? I don't know. Where would you have, like, like, like a castaic? Like Balboa? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no. That's worse than the water in Brazil. <laughs> that's yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah. That, well, they got to clean worse. it up. They have, they have seven years to clean it up. <laughs> that's worse than the water. Yeah. Sorry. We'll give Brazil credit. Our our public parks here with the lakes is definitely... Brazil had cleaner water than we do. Throw some chlorine in but, there. But, uh, yeah, I guess they got to to find out. That, I mean, maybe they'll do Big Bear or Mammoth or... Yeah, I mean, but they'll, they'll you know, that'll be fun to watch, though. Oh, for sure. And the, and the events, the sailing events in the Pacific, that'll be fun. Uh -huh. All right. We went on long enough, Yeah, probably. I know. Seriously, yeah. Too but long. Too the long. Olympics Let's deserve go. it. Let's move on. What's next? On the big board. Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week. We got the Bell Mead Sour Mash Whiskey Straight Bourbon. All right. We'll be right back with our Bourbon Brown of the Week. All right, and we are back with our beverage of the week, the Bell Mead Sour Mash Whiskey Straight Bourbon. Ben, this one's been around for a little while. Yeah, what made you choose this one? 
Um, the price. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's yeah, something too it's, honest. I mean, it's it's something that I've seen on the shelf for quite a long time. It's something that I also see posted on Instagram, you know, quite often as well. I mean, it's just an old school bourbon, and sometimes you know those old school bourbons. You know, they're some of the best, even though they're not highly, you know, they're not, they're not, they they don't cost that much. They're not trendy. They're not as trendy as maybe some of the newer stuff. But, exactly. uh, yeah, the bottle is, it's, it's a nice one. I like the old school, uh, graphics on it. It looks great. Yeah. Let's see what we have. Oh, 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 oh. Gotta scroll, Gotta scroll up, up. Scroll up. Scroll up. This is the Bellmead Sour Mash Whiskey Straight Bourbon. In keeping with the history of the brand and to assure that only the finest quality bourbon is labeled Bellmead Bourbon, they painstakingly select barrel source from the nation's finest distillers. To ensure that no other bourbon in the world tastes like Bellmead Bourbon, they create a proprietary blend using different high-rye content mash bills and complementary yeast strains. Each batch of their well-aged proprietary blend creates a signature flavor that makes Bellmead Bourbon the award-winning bourbon of choice for the discerning whiskey drinker. The high rye blend of Bell Mead was designed to make it a versatile bourbon. It shines whether served neat with a splash or on the rocks, but it's also outstanding in a well-made cocktail. The high rye content and 90.4 bottling proof, ooh, 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 I like that, helps Bell Mead bourbon stand up to mixers that often mask other bourbons' flavor, thus making it the perfect bourbon for your favorite classic or craft cocktail creation. Whoever said everything old is new again was dead on. So don't drink like your dad. Drink like your great-granddad. That's great, right. Your great-great-great-granddad. This is about tradition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> drink Bellmead bourbon. Uh, it's won a bunch of awards. Double Gold 2015, Outstanding Gold 2015, Made in the South Award 2013, Top 3 Bourbons in America, Maxim, Maxim Magazine, everybody's go-to for bourbon. Uh, 93 points in Tasting Panel Magazine. That's worth mentioning. I mean, hey, if we're, if we're ranked top three podcasts on Maxim, I'd be like, hell, fucking yeah. Yeah, they got top, top three bourbons in Penthouse Forum the year after that. Yeah, if we were ranked top three <laughs> top in Penthouse. Yeah, you, Maxim, come on. You can rank us. It's okay. Yeah, I know. But it's funny. Like, if you if you looked at Maxim magazines, like, I don't know if anybody looks at Are they at still magazines. around? I don't even know. But I'm, I'm like, I, I like if you look at a Maxim magazine from like years ago, like they were thick. There was like like it was it was a long like magazine. It was it was it was, it was girthy. Man, it, it was, was a, lot, a lot of girth. There was a lot of girth in that magazine. But if you look at some of like the newer ones, like the newer releases, it's like barely pages. any pages in there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I mean, maybe like a lot of their stuff is just you know online now. But it's best like, beard trimmers. <laughs> yeah, manscaping. Uh, the points of difference for this bourbon. It's a high rye content, 30% rye, which Ben likes. Mm-hmm. 94 or 90.4 proof. Uh, ideal sweet spot for depth of character. Small batches. A proprietary blend of different mash bills and yeast strains. And never chill filtered to retain maximum flavor. The tasting notes. Let's get to the meat of this, Franny. The nose. Maple syrup and caramel with floral fragrances and a citrus zest. The palate. <laughs> Caramel and vanilla with bold rye spice and hints of apricot. The finish, long and smooth. That bolder with fruit. mellow yellow, <laughs> cherry, and plum notes accented by cinnamon. All without the burn found in 90-proof bourbons. That's a pretty high, uh, mm-hmm. you know. They've also got a sherry bourbon. They've got an XO bourbon. They've got a Madeira bourbon or Madeira bourbon. 
And a reserve bourbon at 100.3%. Or 100, 100.3 proof. Is that 108 or 108? Oh, it's 108.3. Oh, 108.3, damn. Oh, we 108.3. Got... Reserve. <laughs> reserve. Because we tried the, uh, what was it? The the one from Texas. That uh, was like 100 plus. The... Uh, 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 Balcon- oh, the Balconis. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was like yeah. one that was 100. We also tried like an old granddad or something. It was yeah, like it was 100 like plus. 80. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I mean, it really felt like it felt like fire going down your throat. And we have the one that we had the 151 that we just sort of sip on in between, in yeah, between yeah. on our That's breaks. What we do for fun. Like, yeah, when, like, Ben, you need some water now. Give me some of the 151. Yeah, in honor of Jamaica yeah. and, and winning some of their, their medals here, in the, especially in the women's tournament. You know, we had a, a little bit of rum the, tonight. But maple syrup, caramel on the nose. And caramel and vanilla, bold rye spice, an apricot on the palate, and a long, smooth finish with mellow cherry and plum, accented by cinnamon, all without the burn in mm-hmm. the finish. Let's- well, cheers to you, Ben. You got your glass right there. Let's see if we can get into that on the nose. Oh, there's spice. There's rye. <laughs> there is spice in there for sure. Oh, it's got a nice sort of sweet but spicy sweet nose. floral. It does have that cinnamon uh, scent, though. That's, yeah, but it doesn't nice burn too much. No, even not, when well, you, even if, when you... if you stick your nose in there, it'll fucking burn your nostrils, for sure. <laughs> but it's not too bad. Yeah. Woo. It's not too bad. No, it's not too bad. But it's almost like a... I don't get the citrus. Like a baked pastry. Sort of like you get like that sweetness, like almost like a breadiness to it. Like a bready is, sweetness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Ben, for just <laughs> <laughs> reversing the words. <laughs> it tastes uh, citrusy and bitter. It means bitter and 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 <laughs> bitter, bitter and like uh, I remember what you just said. <laughs> bitter and a little citrus. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you just said, but I'll just repeat yeah, it back but just, to you. <laughs> but reverse the words. Uh, some pretty- bready sweetness. Yeah, there's some there's some sweet breadiness. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, we're you know we're a couple hours in here. <laughs> there's some stone fruit. Yeah, some fruity stones in there. <laughs> fruity stones. <laughs> no, but it does. It does has has. Um, it doesn't burn your nostrils as much as you would Not expect. As bad, no, you know, it, it, with a lower priced bourbon, I mean, some of them can really knock you in the nostrils. Like, yeah, they can nostril knock you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for sure, Ben. <laughs> I'm gonna just. I'm gonna pay attention now, just so I can repeat back to you whatever you whatever you say in a different in a different way. <laughs> It's got a nice color. It's a little bit Auburn. Yeah, I like that. I like that amber color. <laughs> no, but it does smell really nice. It does smell really nice. But it actually does have a little bit of nostril burn to it. Um, but the the notes that are there are very nice. So it's, it is it is sweet. It is spicy. It is slightly fruity. Uh, but let's give it a taste, Ben. Let's and see the presentation it... is nice. On the, uh, it, it does. It actually does have a nice amber color. The color is really nice. Actually, it's a nice dark amber. <laughs> <laughs> and and the presentation of the bottle is really. It, yeah, it's, it's a it's nice. It's prohibition style bottle. It's got a nice bold label that's mm-hmm. not too, you know, trendy. You know, two horses going at it, fighting each other. Equestrian event. Equestrian. The, the dancing, whatever that is. Bruce Springsteen's daughter got a medal, apparently. Really? Interesting. Well, let's give it a taste, Ben. Let's see how, how it's, it, it tastes, or it smells good. Let's see how it tastes. Oh, nice. I like the, it's got I a like nice the bite spicy to it. burn. That spicy burn right on the finish, right on the back of your throat. 
but not too much. It's a sweet spicy burn though. It's yeah. almost like a like a maraschino cherry. So almost like that that sort of sweetness just for like a split second it kind of disappears and it's like you get that burn. It's kind of it's really nice. Yeah, it's actually. almost like a candied fruit. Mm-hmm. Like a like a candied fruit cherry maybe. Yeah. But on, my, the front, mouth. <laughs> on the front on the front it's not it's not that pronounced though. Like on the front of the tongue it's 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 you get a little bit of sweetness maybe but then it like on the finish is where you get a lot of the flavor. Yeah, I get it on the back of my tongue, not as much on the front or the middle. Yeah. But I get like a little bit of sweetness. I get a little dryness, a little spice, a little caramel, a little sweetness, a little honey. But it's like a sweet creaminess, though, that you get. I'm not getting, well, I, I do get the apricot, but it, to me, it's more like a plum. It's almost cherry like. I mean, for me, it's almost like cherry ish. It's like a grapey sort of plum type of flavor. Mm hmm. But but it dissipates nicely. It doesn't burn or or linger like you would yeah. expect in a high proof bourbon. And I, you know this is probably like the sweetest bourbon that we've had. This one has a lot of sweetness on the finish. I don't remember a bourbon that we've tried on the show that has had this much sweetness. I'm not sure if I'm liking it though, like that that much sweetness because it's it's kind of pronounced. Like you really notice it on the on the finish uh, compared to other bourbons. Um, no woodiness. It's not. There's not a lot of woodiness to this one. I'm not sure how long it's aged. I think it has to be at least aged four years, um, in order to be called you know bourbon. But the rye sort of for me, it takes the edge off the sweetness mm-hmm. a little bit. The spice and the high rye mash bill takes a little bit of the edge off the sweetness. I mean, it's definitely sweet, but I, yeah. it, I feel like it, it's balanced a little bit, or balanced nicely with the with the with the spice and mm-hmm. with a little bit of harshness. I just think it is may maybe too much. I mean, if, if you like sweet drinks in general i mean you might like this one but i think it's just too much sweetness for me I don't too know. much sweetness for me yeah yeah <laughs> baby i need a woman that's a little bit harder around the edges is, it, is that a real song or is it no is, I'm oh, okay okay well, he likes a little too sweet <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm not sure if i like that i mean like the overall flavor everything kind of comes together pretty well but just a little sweetness on the back I like the it's little, the, the it's sharpness. I like you know the 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 harsh ish finish, but you know just too much sweetness. I would say. Where would you rate this on our Thurston Gold rating scale of beverages, Ben? It's not lighting me on fire. Yeah, no. It's not. Uh, it, it's lacking something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I, I like the I would spice. Say woodiness. I, the woodiness is lacking for well, a bourbon. You yeah. usually get that woodiness, and a little bit of woodiness would definitely help yeah. this. Especially on the front of the tongue and the middle of the tongue, and just a little bit on the back. I mean, it kind of it would subdue that sort of sweetness. I almost get nothing on, other than sweetness, sort of on the my 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 mid palate and, mm-hmm. and on the entry. The spice is nice; it's got a nice little spice to it, but it doesn't. It lacks sort of a woodiness, a leatheriness, like you said, and just a little too soft and sweet. You could drink it all day. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm, you know, actually taking a few sips of it, I mean, you could drink this for a long time. But I think if they peel back a little bit with the caramel, I, I bet you there's coloring in that. I bet you there's caramel coloring in that. Mm. That's giving it that sweetness and the color. Uh, and if they if they paired that back a little bit and just gave you more of the true bourbon, I think they'd have a different flavor profile. But I'll I'll give it a six. I was thinking the same thing. Damn it, Ben! I was hoping you'd. Well, choose. you asked me. I was. I know. Ask I know. You. But I thought you were going to say a seven. I was going to say a six. Uh, but you know, I would also give it about a six myself. I mean, we've tried definitely other bourbons on the show that are better. Um, no, not, I wouldn't say this is a bad quality bourbon. It's, it's, no, it's just good. it's just you know the flavor profile doesn't match what we prefer, and uh, 
you know, I'm sure there are people out there that would enjoy it, but it's just, you know, we, we've tried so many bourbons on the show and it just lack, I mean, that, that I, I, you know, I don't like overly woody, like that Michter's bourbon that we had Ooh, a few weeks good. ago. It was just too woody. I mean, it no. was like, it was, now you didn't like it either. Wait a second. The, the Michter's bourbon. The Michter's rye was good. Way, way back that we tried, but that Mictor's bourbon from me what from a few it? weeks ago, uh, I think you might be giving it a seven. I mean, okay. you weren't a huge fan because it was so woody; it was almost like sucking on a on a, oh, on a too wet much piece wood. of wood. Whereas this one, I wish it had just a little bit of that, and it's oh, like that. The, I'm thinking of the Elijah Craig. Yeah, the, the Elijah Craig is. Yeah, that that one was like silky smooth. Um, but yeah, this one too sweet, too sweet. Slight creaminess, wish I had a little more creaminess, but uh, yeah, I would also give it a, you know an above average rating of about six, you know, just for the price. If it was a more expensive bourbon, if it was like forty dollars for this, then I would say you know what, maybe a five. But since it's a lower price, I would say close to around thirty dollars or so. Um, you know, it's it's good for what it is, and there are people out there that would enjoy it, but no, nah, it doesn't. A nice really, mixer, maybe with Coke or something. You know, even for a um, uh, an old fashioned. You know, maybe don't even add the sugar because there's enough yeah, in here. You don't need any. Yeah, you don't need any sugar. They've put they've put enough there's, corn syrup in the color. There's there's enough in there for sure. <laughs> All right, Franny, you're a six. I am a six. But if you're going to go in this price range, would you recommend the Elijah Craig over this? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And the Elijah Craig is even a lower price point. Would you recommend Wild Turkey over this? I haven't. I I stay away from the Wild Turkey in the southern <laughs> comforts of the world. Would you recommend uh, Jim Beam over this? Jim Beam and this have different flavor profile. I mean, the Jim Beam is more nutty. This one's more sweet. It really just depends on what you prefer. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? But the Jim Beam is also way lower in price, too. Uh, it's like $15. Up, yeah, exactly, $15, <laughs> uh, as opposed to, I think, I don't know, I, I think this one was around 30 I can't remember exactly. So in price. Canada, you can get that for $35. A. Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have a Japanese beer. Actually, I don't even know if we've had a Japanese beer on the show in the uh, past, we had a Korean beer. We had, uh, in the, from that region of the world, uh, we've ha- I don't know if we've had we've had we've had a Chinese beer, we've had a Korean, Korean beer, um, but Japan sitting right off the coast there, little island, not, nothing there. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had. They've got some. Good, I mean, the well, Sapporos of the world. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's that's a pretty standard beer that you can pretty much find anywhere. Maybe this one you can find anywhere. They actually had some really nice beers on the shelf from Japan for single bottles. I was like, I'm not paying $8 for a single bottle. <laughs> and it was probably a big bottle, right? No, like, it wasn't. It was like a regular can, and it was like $7.99, and they had this one whole beer? line of them, and they looked really good, and they had different styles. It was like an IPA. They had a a, 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 a Weiss beer. They had um, an ale. I mean, they had like a lot, and, and the can was fucking awesome and everything, but I was like, I'm not paying $7.99 for one can of beer. That's why I got this Orion. <laughs> it's probably for, like Japanese whiskey. For $2.99. Cool labels. You know, you know high prices. It's not cheap for a, a single beer. No, for, no, definitely not. That's a total wine. No, a six pack. That'd be like eighteen bucks for a six pack. Yeah. So we're gonna taste this and we're gonna like it. Well, damn let's, it. Let's hope so. In honor of the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah. You know they had uh, events in, you know, up north in Sapporo. They actually did an event. I think they ran the marathon up near Sapporo. So they've had you know events all over. All over. This one's from Okinawa. So we're gonna try this and hopefully we will like it. We'll be right back. All right, and we have our beer in our glasses, Ben. It's the Japanese beer. It's the Orion from Okinawa. Okinawa's Craft, The Draft. And uh, Ben, in honor of the Tokyo Games, 
We have this Japanese beer. Actually, I, sh I should have picked up a Japanese beer for the last few weeks, and I just didn't even fucking think about it, but <laughs> I'm sure you have some information yes, for us. here's an Austrian beer in yeah. of the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Okinawan original with an even more refreshing taste. A new draft beer was born in the summer of 2015, the same year draft beer celebrated its 55th birthday, which is the brewery. Uh, the design incorporates the red sun, blue skies. I'm guessing this is Japanese music in the background. <laughs> What's that? I'm guessing this is Japanese yeah, yeah, yeah. music. And represent I had it, and Japanese I already, music. And I already had it, so we must have used it for something. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, no, it's probably the whiskey. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We've yeah, had a couple of uh, uh, Japanese, Japanese whiskeys on the shows, on the, but they were not very good. Not very good. No. And navy blue seas of Okinawa in the color scheme. Orion Draft Beer. Offers mild taste and crisp. Is it Orion or Orion? Orion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how it, how, you know, probably how they probably, would pronounce it. Probably Orion in Japan. I'm gonna go with Orion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Orion. Oh, Orion. Orion. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Orion draft beer. I mean, it's Orion in the, okay. It's Orion in the U.S. I'm not sure how they in the rest of the world. It, you know, anywhere else. Mild taste and crisp aftertaste. Developed in the semi-tropical climate. It's invigorating and yet has rich body that only beer can offer. It goes well with any dish, not to mention Okinawan cuisine. They didn't even give it, they didn't even try. Like to pair it with food, it goes good with everything. Trust us. Anything All you put food. on the plate, it goes good with that. All the food. Yeah. Other websites will tell you it goes good with this, with this, like beef brisket, everything. Fine. Red meat, fish, chicken, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Potato chips. High quality foam. Foam-promoting protein. One of the components of foam is increased during the brewing process to enhance the formation and retention of foam. The crispness of the beer contrasts with the rich, creamy foam, making or making you never feel tired of the taste. Uh, comes in a little can, a 500-milliliter can, a big old 12-pack or 6-pack, a 6-pack. Comes in a keg, comes in a 6.633-milliliter bottle, a 10-liter keg, and a 20-liter keg. Let's see. Where's the ABV? Oh, alcohol 5%. Yeah. That's a decent amount, actually. It's got a nice little website. Yeah, it's actually the website is really nice. Yeah, that picture's. I don't so, see the head, though. Yeah, there's not a lot of... Um, there wasn't a lot of head when I poured it in. It, it, it dissipated very quickly, actually. But you're advertising the foam. I know exactly, right? I mean, look at the website right here. It looks like that thing is over... It's like jizzing with foam. Yeah, And then, exactly. like, we pour it into our glass. I don't see no jizz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you it's see Jizz Ben? It's Jizzless. <laughs> it's just, it is a Jizzless beer. Yeah, but if you look at under Jizz Factor, Ben, <laughs> the, the picture looks. What like would Guinness. you rate the Jizz Factor? <laughs> Zero. Zero. Yeah, it looks like uh, looks like Guinness in the picture. Yeah, I know, right? Look at look how much look how much head there is on there. It's interesting. I yeah, don't no know. Jizz. What's Franny gonna say about this beer? I don't know if the crispness is gonna be there. Without Jizz, there's no crispness. <laughs> <laughs> I expect Jizz. <laughs> With Jizz. <laughs> Would one with more Christmas? <laughs> Jizz and Christmas go together. <laughs> exactly. More. What I hear. That's what I hear. <laughs> well, cheers to you, Ben. Let's see. Let's 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 see what we get on the news on this Jizzless beer. Couple gold medals. <laughs> Getting a baseball gold medal here. You know, actually, there's a nice bit of skunkiness. I actually like that little bit little of skunkiness smell. on the. No, I don't. Let me see. I'm the, the Heineken smells like a lingering sort of smell. I just maybe I've smelled it so many times over my life that I just yeah. got sick of it. But this one it has a nice. This is bit more of, of an Austrian type of skunk, bro. No, it's it's like more like 
a San Diego small brew. Oh, bro. Bro, like. Bro, we got a is, surfing gold, bro. Is your mom going to Okinawa this year? Oh, because she would be totally, in the Olympics, bro. <laughs> how old are we then, bro? No, she's going ex- <laughs> to. No, surfing. Should I even be old enough bro, to be able she's to drink? 57. She's going to do it in the impressive. Olympics. I mean, because her body doesn't look 57, bro. bro. She's San Diego 57, bro. Oh, okay. She's, it's like New York 85, bro. She's sun-kissed. Yeah. That's like Long Island 85, bro. <laughs> well, cheers to you. So I'm, I'm getting some skunkiness on here, though. It's, it's actually nice. It has a nice smell to it. But it is it is liking the head. So yeah. I'm kind of worried about how much carbonation there will actually be in this beer. I'm going to go with none. Yeah. It's very flat. They... They were talking about the foam on the fucking website. Maybe the beer's been sitting in total wine for like six Maybe, years. Maybe, but there's no... I mean, I didn't see any well, no, dust. It's only been around since 2015. Know, How old I, can I, it be? I didn't see any dust on it. I mean, there's some beers that you see some dust on like the shelf. But this one, there's no dust. It's nice and clean. Look at that. I wonder why there's no head and... And, and no carbonation whatsoever. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's almost like one. It's it's I mean, like it's got a nice gunky flavor. It's almost flavor, like one of the British beers that we tried. Like that has no head whatsoever, no carbonation yeah, at they, all. They took it off the wagon from a monk in 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 the 1600s yeah. and bottled it, and <laughs> yeah. that's what we're drinking today. But that's what this kind of tastes like. I'm very disappointed. in This beer. Let's see the. What does this say about the flavor? No flavor. Rich body. Fa- uh, fair enough. I mean, there's there's nice creaminess to it, but not any flavor. High quality foam. It's only got two ever. It's only got two main selling. Points. I mean, look at look at refreshing the, taste and high quality foam. But look at the website. I mean, there's. I mean, that is whipped cream that they put on the photo to make it look like this thing has any sort of carbonation. Are we supposed to keep it like on dry ice or something? I don't know. To get I mean, the foam? It is like I'm going to get some dry ice next weekend. Yeah, maybe next, like you know, maybe and we'll then, throw this on dry ice and on see dry what ice. Yeah, exactly. We'll fly it out to Antarctica, have it sit there for a while, and pour it in once we get off the plane. I mean, the flavor's not bad. It's it's a little skunky. It's refreshing. It's, yeah, but it's almost like water-like. It's, be- it's beefy a little. It's got a nice beefy flavor to it. But it's almost water-like. But it is Maybe very... that's why it pairs well with everything, because it doesn't really change the flavor of anything. It's basically uh, flavorless, non-carbonated beer that's golden oh, in color. Uh, yeah, or maybe it has to be on draft with CO2. Maybe. I maybe. mean, it is called Orion Draft Beer. Ma- yeah, may- maybe if, if it was... Or Orion. Maybe if... <laughs> It is Orion. It's from the Orient. Why am I saying <laughs> what the hell? Orion? Why am I saying Orion? Why am I saying that? <laughs> That'd be a nice name. Like if your name was like Orion Campbell. Actually, yeah. Friday, if you ever have children, you should name your first child Orion. Orion, but say Orion. It's Orion. No, yeah, yeah. I would correct everybody. <laughs> they would come in like for a doctor's exam, like Orion. <laughs> like no 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 no. Uh, wait a second, buddy. It's, it's Orion. Orion. <laughs> and you could take you go to school with your son or daughter, and say you know when they did the roll call, they say yeah, they say Orion. Yeah, Ben doesn't <laughs> call Oreo cookies Oreos. They're Oreos. Ori <laughs> Hey, you guys got some of those Oreo cookies? Like, <laughs> sir, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, the Oreos. You know, with the cream in the middle. Yeah, the Oreos. <laughs> It's like where would I even like I grew up with with Orion the movie company. Yeah. Like I the I, the, the <laughs> Orion's belt. <laughs> yeah, it's Orion's belt. Yeah, it's you see it right there. The the it's the constellation, Orion. <laughs> what movie was that from? Orion's belt. Oh uh, Men in Black. Men in Black. Yeah. 
Mean in black. <laughs> Sorry, I I, I, I I hate to correct you, Professor, yeah, yeah. but my 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 daughter's name is Orion. Orion, get it right. All right. It's like watching the Serbs versus the, uh, you know, I can't remember. It was like the, the in the volleyball, and then like Sonny was like, so the so if you have the if you have the like the little uh, ch- check mark, it's ch-, ch, but if you just have a C, it's k, right? So, so. Because I mean, well, no, but no, but it gets even worse than but, that. But listening to all because the surnames, there's, there's a at least C. Sweden, it's easy. It's strom, 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 strom. There's a C on its own, which is a t. Well, actually, they use a uh, Cyrillic, so it's completely different. But t. Whereas if it's if if it is like spelled like you know Croatian, uh, where there's like that little V over the C, that's like more of a ch. And then there's like a, a C with a little bit line over it. It's almost like a, almost exactly the same thing. Like also with like a ch. Yeah, so there's so a line. Like, there's like a check. There's mark. like a check. Yeah, like that. Yeah. So I mean, it, I, I seriously, I don't understand it either myself. Like, it, it sounds all exactly the same to me. Whether it's, I, th- I think they're just trying to fuck with people at this point. And some of it's been changed coming over here. Like, right. Like, so they don't actually uh, translate the the whatever you call that line or the check mark. Like, it doesn't translate when you come over here on your driver's license and. Like yeah. Sonya doesn't like. I guess Sonya's is well. I mean, supposed it's just to like, have just like, like the line. Just like uh, there is no well, line. Coach Belichick. I mean, but Coach Belichick when he came over to the U.S. I mean, he, it is a Croatian last name. His last I know, name. He's only half. I his know. last name was was Belichick. So I mean, there's actually a C with a check mark over the first C, and then like a line over the second C. <laughs> Wait, so it was Belich. So Bel- yeah, so it's Beli. Be- is it B E L I Belichick? So where's so the accents goes where on both of the C's except it's a little V over the C on the first C and then like a little line over the C on the second C. And how do you, how would you actually pronounce it? Belichic. I wonder why they don't just pronounce it that way. Uh it was probably too difficult. Because watching yeah. the Olympics, those guys were like rattling that shit off like it was yeah. Because like, like second they, nature. They, they would like they would they would like change your name like when you came over to like Ellis Island back in the day they'd be like you know what your new last name is Smith. I don't care that it's uh, Compleano. <laughs> It is Smith now, <laughs> yeah. you, you motherfucker. Or Campo. Or Campo. They would give you like Campo. Like, cause I grew up with a lot of Italians yeah, and Portuguese yeah. on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And they would tell me the stories of how their name started a certain way. And now their last name is, you know, six letters long when it used to be, you know, 14 letters long. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, I think growing up, you so would hear, you would hear like. A, when a your family particular... came over here, Ben. It was probably a lot of C's and Z's and everything. Like, like my what? family. We're don't. not even gonna. So we're not even gonna mess with this. We're just gonna give you a simple last name. We're not even gonna fuck with that. So you ended up with your last name. But it was probably like, like it was probably like twenty consonants Definitely, and a vowel. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? We're, we're no, we're not. No, no, no. Yeah, because no. my mother's name and my father's name definitely were not. Probably. Well, maybe they were. I don't know. Uh, but but when we, when I was growing up, you know, you 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 heard about particular groups of people. Yeah. Who had their names changed? You know, Jews who had their names changed, and and but you don't, but you don't realize how many people across the whole spectrum of 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 ethnicities yeah. and. and well, national... I mean, when you came over, your your first name wasn't Ben or no, no. Benjamin. It was Benjikovich. <laughs> Benjikovich. <laughs> but so many people, like even recently, like even your, like even my wife's family. I'm, I'm sure that the way that it's spelled with no accent, like it's it, no accent. Yeah, it wasn't spelled that way over there. No, there's an accent over. All right, so why wouldn't there be one over here? Because there's it doesn't exist in the alphabet <laughs> over uh, here. Yeah, but it's a name. A proper name should be whatever it is. It shouldn't. Well, I mean, then we'd be using you know letters from different alphabets. Then life goes on. 
I mean, for I, I mean, I'm not saying we should change. I'm not, the, I'm, I, I, change no, the alphabet because you can for a name. Change. The name should be the name should not change. Yeah. I mean, this is your heritage. The name shouldn't change. Like I helped a patient the other day, and uh, her last name had a "z" in it, which a "z" is actually a "z" with a little accent over it. But a "z" in English is a "zh" to give it the "z." So like they changed her last name, but they just added an extra letter to her last name. I mean, she was old, uh, so she probably came over on LSI. But like, it was like a ZH, and she like explained the whole thing to me. Like, yeah, I know, I'm from East, I'm from Eastern Europe as well. Uh, so like, I understand. <laughs> but she, you know, she like explained the whole thing to me. I'm like, I, I get it, okay. But like, you know, they just add different letters in order to make it sound phonetically the same, sort of as it would in the home mother country. Yeah, I'm just imagining like sitting down at LSI and I'm like, how do you say that? Shh. I'd be really good at that though. Like, I'd be like, shh, I'd be like. Like Polish last names? Like we're just gonna put an SH in here. <laughs> That's, like you're getting an po- SH. Like Polish last names? Like when you have like a Z Polish and, like bol like a like a, a, a Z C H Z it's like I, I don't even know how you'd spell it phonetically, but you know it's Zivoli. <laughs> oh no, that's uh Oh the Zivitz is Oh the beer. Zivitz. Mm-hmm. But they definitely should go back to correcting people's names with the correct spelling. Yeah, with mine you don't have to because there's no there's no accents. Yeah, well, but they should have like with the name. I mean, I understand we're not going to change. I'm one of the few Croatian names. <laughs> we're not going to change no accents the, in mine. We're not going to change the like the the Arabic alphabet to conform to you know everyone. But but the name should be yeah. the name. Yeah, I think it's fair. Like Josh Scoby. It's funny because when when uh, when Shima's dad came over, <laughs> they tried to change his last name to Scoby. <laughs> why do they just spell it out the way it is? Spelled? It's because it's. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, it's. A, it's. There's no accents in it. I don't. I don't get it. Like, there's no like C. In the seventies, the, they tried to change it. I, yeah. See. All right. Yeah. See, it's not. It's everyone that's affected by this. Not yeah. just a particular group of people. Everyone's affected. Let's go to by court. Go to court. <laughs> we sue. should have a class action lawsuit. I'm going to sue John. Class action. I'm going to sue John Johnson that worked at Ellis that worked at the immigration office in 1975 because you tried to change my name. <laughs> Don't try to change me. Don't. Well, but names should be names. I mean, names yeah. are. They're like that's. I mean, listening to the Olympics announcers. You know, I mean, I know they practice, obviously. But they're so like watching that. I'm I'm impressed when, watching like, that Serbian match. I yeah. was like, wow, these guys. But during the World Cup, they practice like, pronouncing those Croatian names. Like back in the World Cup, Mandrukic, that's not an easy last name to say. I still can't say it. Yeah, I know you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can barely say your wife's first name, <laughs> Mandrukic. I still can't say it. That was actually one of your better attempts, right there. That was actually pretty damn good, Ben. And he's my favorite player. Yeah. yeah. yeah Modric. Everybody can like Modric. Mandrukic. That's <laughs> the guy you like. Now you fucked it up. I can't. First How do you say it? Mandrukic. Mandrukic. Yeah, that's good. Good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. And, oh, and Messi's leaving. I know. I know. I wonder where he's going to go. That's pretty. Wherever amazing. they pay him the most money. Is yeah, my, I know. But is the, my guess. Barcelona was willing to pay him some money as well. But um, you know, that, that's 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 pretty amazing. That's pretty interesting. I mean, he's after his entire career, he's, he's doing the Tom Brady thing. He's going to find <laughs> the best team to go to and win another championship. Well, they lost the World Cup, right? Uh, Argentina, they they did. They, I think they went to the quarterfinal of the World Cup, but they did recently. Argentina won the Copa America, so I mean, you know, he he did finally it's win like eight teams in international tournaments. <laughs> there's not a lot of South American teams. No, there's not a lot of South American countries. But he did finally win, you know, a, a major international tournament, which he failed to do. Unlike Cristiano Ronaldo, who did win the European Championship. Well, yeah, but so- he also left out Central America, North America. He left out like. <clears throat> 
a whole swath of the uh, yeah, but they don't play like the Copa America. I mean, the Copa America is basically South, South America. I know, but why not yeah. include Central America? But North they have their America. own. They have the oh, the Gold Cup. And did you watch the Gold Cup? I final? did not watch the Gold oh, okay. Cup. Okay, oh, I don't even know what that is. That is that is Central and North America. In Central it? America and North America, huh? Oh, the gold. That sounds like a, 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 an adequate number of countries. Yeah, but it's it's it was USA versus Mexico in the final. It was like the U.S. When like almost C squad. It was like I don't know. I think it was probably last Sunday. I think uh, USA versus no Mexico. one was talking about. Yeah, the nobody. Cup. I mean, because the gold like, cup. Is, I, it is, it's, yeah, well, I yeah. knew the Copa America was happening. Yeah. just from watching television. Yeah, but I had no clue but that the, the US gold cup did was win, happening. The U.S. did win the gold cup. That that doesn't account for something. Uh, but nobody pays attention to it because the conference, the CONCACAF, is not very strong. It's basically U.S. and 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 Mexico that are the strongest teams in that conference. Where you're playing against Trinidad and Tobago and and, and Canada and you know some weaker opponents. Yeah, but the, but the men finally won something. Yeah, yeah, good for them. Because the 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 United States men's was, soccer team is pretty. It wasn't even the best, pretty... best team. It wasn't Mexico's best team either. But it definitely but wasn't America's best team. on the men's side. No. You know, I mean, I, I, I was I like sort of researching this <clears throat> because there's a the controversy with like the, the women's team. But I didn't realize, did you know the USA women's team actually generates more revenue in ticket sales worldwide for tournaments probably. than the men's side does by far? <laughs> yeah, pro- probably. Probably in, even jersey sales. I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, I mean, there's, there's probably a lot of, you know, little young girls out there that are buying more jerseys than, you know, because the guys, they focus more on basketball and football and that sort of thing. Unfortunately, not soccer. But, you know, for, for women's soccer, since it has been so successful, you have a lot of young ladies purchasing the gear. Too. Yeah, I just had, I mean, it, it just, well, I was surprised because there's the, con- because the women get, I mean, it's just weird. Like the women actually get paid regardless if they play. They get paid a set salary plus bonuses if they win. Mm-hmm. The men actually only get played if they only get paid if they play. But they also they also get paid for their club teams. You know, there's actually a lot of good American players that play outside of the U.S. right now that 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 do. But not as yeah. good as Mendujic, <laughs> <laughs> or Messi, or Ronaldo. Yeah, they're not. On that or they're, they're, Modric. they're not on that level. Well, actually, you know, Pulisic, Pulisic is, is he's a pretty good young. American oh, he's playing player. in uh, Premier League, which is starting, I think. I want to say wow, next week. You, ben. Look I want, at you. Uh, wow. It's starting like next week, right? Probably. Well, I think it's starting on the 18th. That's <laughs> what I think. Is that what we saw in the commercial today? <laughs> well, that's, well, it's more than I would normally know. Yeah, yeah. So watching this, watching the rugby, watching the soccer, actually high-level soccer, like watching the women play in the, like, the, the passing in the women's game, Canada versus Sweden, I was impressed with the way they handled the ball. So I'm actually going to watch this Premier League I think it's on ESPN or NBC or one of those channels. Yeah. But I'm actually going to watch. Fox. Is Whatever. it on Fox? I don't even know. Uh, I think it's actually on NBC, actually. I think NBC carries the Premier League. Because I, w- I want to watch some high-level soccer. I think I'm, 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 I'm gaining a taste for it. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, Finally, it's, it's, like a, it's like an Isle of Bourbon or Isle of Scotch. It's, it's just I'm, I'm getting it. Oh, next time I come over, you're going to have like a, a Liverpool jersey on. I'm like, where the, where the <laughs> fuck did this come from? You know, like, well, what team? No. Wait, what is the what is the you're gonna have like West Brom? Like a, is, some, <laughs> some small, one of the smaller teams. Like, what is I'm, the, I'm, well, Liverpool is a small I'm team. An, I'm an Albion fan. Wait, wasn't Liverpool a small team that like, never won a Premier League championship? Le- until, Liverpool's like, not small. But they have like one championship or no, something? They have multiple, I'm sure. I mean, I, I don't pay attention to Liverpool that much, but you know they've they've been around for for a while. They're not small, that's for sure. Well, what is they have the fans all across the world? Let me. I'll finish that. The, the Orion. Yeah, Orion. Yeah. If, guy, Orion. if you guys Here's are still Orion. with us, Here's if you Orion. guys are still with us, yeah, we I'm love sure you. Most people tuned out right now. But so or what maybe is people the, like the banter? I don't know. But what is the what is the? Oh look, you finished off a good chunk of that. 
No, I just that's <laughs> that's all I have in my class <laughs> right there. But that's I wasn't very high. What's the like? What's like the working people's team? What's the anti-Yankees, anti-Lakers, anti? I would say more Patriots. Say more Liverpool than you know Manchester United. That's like the people, like the that's that's like the Yankees right there, uh, or even Manchester City. I got, I just got to find a team that's like yeah you, you got to get like one the, of those small teams like uh, uh well like Wolverhampton or something like something like is really that a small. real team? Uh, uh yeah um you know like West Brom Albion that's like another like small but not a team, team that I don't want a team you know, Leicester C- Leicester City man you should become a Leicester City fan but I don't want a team that's never gonna win I yeah. don't want the Lions the Detroit Lions of the of the Premier League <laughs> I want gotta, just like the who's the, the the Browns fans the Browns fans from across the pond. Oh, uh, two green Browns. Yeah, two green Browns. I mean, like that's they, they've been sticking with. Yeah, that but team. I don't want to be a Browns fan. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be a fan of a team that has no chance of winning a Super Bowl. I want. I don't want to be a team of, a fan of a a Premier League team that has no chance. Yeah, just become a Bayern Munich fan. You know, because I want. I want like the working like because you got Barcelona and Madrid. Like one of those teams, I guess, is like the affluent, like you know, aristocratic well, that's, that's team, and the like, other one uh, is like the more. That's you know, like that's more like team. that's more like uh, Madrid and Atletico Madrid. That's 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 you know Atletico is like that working man's team. Yeah, so I want the like the team that has that has like the working spirit, but has a chance. I don't want a team that has no chance. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember because there was some team in the Premier League a couple years ago that had a chance to win the championship that had never won before. I can't, just can't remember. Well, what. Leicester city, Leicester city actually won uh, the premier league and, and they were not, it was like, a, they were like a 5,000 to one shot to win and they won. See? That, yeah. But that's, yeah. I don't, I, it doesn't yeah, happen very often, but they generated uh, revenue. And so they're still like hanging in there. So they weren't relegated. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, you know, because I watched, I, I tried to watch part of the USA Japan game. And even I was like, All right, if it's not the Yankees, I can't, yep. I can't, I can't watch this. Yep. I mean, baseball. It's it to me is well, like it's baseball. Baseball, now. baseball is like just ugh, like I was general. watching the USA, the final against France, and I was like, oh my! I'm like, wait. So players from the United States can play defense. Like, it, they can get out above the three point line and actually press players coming across. Like that. That's possible. So Greg Popovich obviously did a pretty good job, even mm-hmm. though they all hated him because they made him run the Spurs offense <laughs> to a gold medal. Yeah, those poor guys. <laughs> those poor guys with Greg Popovich as their head coach. No, but I was actually, he's terrible. I was, I was impressed. Bring was in, impressed bring him. in Nick Van Gundy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's it. I mean, obviously there was a lot of talent on that team, but they could have, you know, if if there was more, like LeBron didn't play. I mean, you know, I just imagine if LeBron played and AD played and uh, Steph Curry had played too. I mean, you know, it, it, the world wouldn't have a chance. Wait, why didn't Steph Curry play? I don't know. It's no Mamba mentality there. No, seriously, man. That's Subway mentality. Disappointing. That's Subway sandwich shops commercials mentality. Disappointing. Wait, he was on all the commercials throughout the the entire Olympics, but not. But didn't actually play in the game. Yeah, I know. It's kind of right. It's kind of sad. Why didn't he play? I don't know. I mean, I understand why LeBron didn't play because he's He's much older. older. He's older now. He's he's been to so many finals and he's 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 got a lot of miles on his legs. But I wonder why that stuff. I mean, I give Durant credit for playing. Yeah. He's, I mean, he just he, got out he's the older too. He just got he, he was ejected from the final from the playoffs and then went straight. And well, even even uh, even uh, Devin Booker, you know him too. I mean, you know. Oh, Mike Bibby. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he's, he's a, I just saw him like who is solid, this Mike man. Bibby clone? He's out here? solid man. He's a really good fucking. Bibby player. was was solid. He's no Devin Booker man. Yeah, it wasn't like they beat the Lakers. Devin Booker like scored. It wasn't like the, the game, right? it wasn't like the Kings ever gave the Lakers a challenge in the playoffs with Mike Bibby. That never happened. Well, it was a good solid team all across the board. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah. gave. But Bibby was a good player. Yeah, he was. But he's he's no Devin Booker. So who were the best players? It was uh, Durant, Booker, uh, Lazard. 
<laughs> Sorry. Izzard? What's his name? Damian Lillard. 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 I knew it was, I knew it was in there somewhere. All right. All right. We should, probably, we should probably check it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. If it's two and a half hours in. <laughs> All right, Friday. What's next on the big one? Uh, it's the housekeeping to finish up the show, and it's about that time. <laughs> All right, folks. We are a show about football fun. Friends. Aaron Rodgers, whiskey and beer reviews. And please. Banter, <laughs> and banter. For the last 20 minutes. And banter. But the banter is good. Uh, please head to our website <laughs> at thirstygold.buzzbrow.com. Look for the look for the the English Premier League coming in a week or two. Thank you all. You can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. You get the show notes, get links to all the stories that we cover, all the bourbons, the scotches, the cognacs, and the rise that we review. You get links to all the podcasters in the universe. Download the show and leave a review directly from our website. Or from any podcatcher, you can email us at podcastthirstygoal at gmail.com. You can follow us on my amazing Twitter account, at Goal Thirst, and on Frane's <laughs> galactic Instagram account, at Thirstand. Yeah. It is. It's like galactic. It's yeah, like yeah. Starbucks, or Starbuck, and Boomer, and Han Solo, and all those guys. You're out there. On, wait, have you gonna, are you going to post the beers at some yeah, point? Eventually, eventually. I'm going to have like a whole, I'm just going like to have like 25 beers. Once, all on there, like, this is what we've tried, guys. Here, here are the beers we tried in 2021. <laughs> Zoom in if you want to see. Because you were doing like, for a while, you were doing like four beers. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Let's move on. And I go like on Tuesday, I'm like, oh, the beers will be here on Tuesday. Two and a half hours in. Oh, Wednesday, the beers will be here. Let's go. All right, check out the photography on Friday's amazing Instagram account. I said amazing for my. Uh, Twitter. I, yeah. I did not intend to say that. It is amazing. So I had to Better come up mine. with Better than Galactic. Instagram. Better than my Instagram. All right, Franny, what's next? Uh, well, nothing, Ben. That's, we're all done. And uh, thank you so very much, everybody, for listening. If you've gone this far with us, we really appreciate that. And uh, Ben will be wearing an Austin Villa jersey <laughs> next, next week. I'll do some week. research. All right, we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.